Hey, it's Figgy Fig, and I gotta tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years, and finally, I decided to get a check out with Dr. Pittman. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specialize in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, sports injuries, auto accidents, and so much more. Don't walk around in pain like I was. Schedule your appointment with Dr. Pittman today. 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can schedule online at PCAWellness.com. PCAWellness.com. And tell them Ficky Fig sent you. So you qualify. We are live. Yeah, we live. We are live, man. Yeah, pump that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long way today, man. Youth Podcast is back in full effect. We're here for the long-awaited day. Okay, five years in the making. You might remember early on in the podcast, I should have looked up what episode we reviewed Kendrick Lamar's damn album. Because it was one of the podcasts pretty fresh. It had to be under 50. Yeah, oh, definitely under 50. Yeah, Uh, But it was when our podcast was still fresh in 2017, five years ago. Kendrick Lamar dropped his last studio album. And now we are here Friday the 13th, May 2022 AD. (laughs) And we have finally, finally a new Kendrick Lamar album in our phones. I was going to say in our hands, but Does anybody sell new record physicals anymore? Like, do they even come? I never even check. Like, do the albums even come out in stores anymore? I don't even know about the CDs, but they, you, you, you know this. They starting to bring back the vinyls. I know they do vinyls yeah. and like collector's edition yeah. shit. I know that, yeah. but I wonder, like, if you go to Walmart or Best Buy, do they even still have a CD section? And if so, do they have like new music? I don't even know if, like, maybe, maybe I'm guessing they don't, but it's been, I haven't even checked to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'll assume there's just no physicals at all anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would guess, my guess is Best Buy and Walmart probably have them because they kind of, they, they low key some dinosaurs where they mm-hmm. still got some shit that people don't even use like that. So, my guess is those stores might have, or even Target. Yeah, I think they still have a music section. So I, I think those stores like that will have it. But going into a mall or something, you probably ain't going to find no CD. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Let us know when's the last time you saw a CD in a store. In the comments or on Twitter or YouTube, whatever, or Twitch. Let us know when's the last time you saw a CD. Because I am interested if they even sell like new albums in CD form. I'm assuming not. Uh, but I could be mistaken, man. But I digress. This is the day we've all been waiting for for five years running. Kendrick Lamar's, I want to say this is his fourth album. I think fifth. Fifth official. Fourth, no, because sec- do you count Section 80? I, that was like a mixtape. I don't. I say, I say, so you have Good I Kid, s- Mad City, uh, Pimp Butterfly, Damn, 
and now this. So it's fourth okay. album, correct? Okay, yes. unless uh, yeah, untitled, unmastered, don't yeah. count. Okay, yeah, no, I seen Peter Rosenberg say uh, he was talking about his fifth album and saying uh, who got the strongest five albums of all time type thing. He He's, must be counting Section Eighty. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure. I just went off of him, so I'm guessing he is. He either counting Section Eighty or this untitled, unmastered, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he, he probably no, counts. This, this is this is Kendrick's fourth album, man. I don't okay. count. Uh, I don't count. He, I think he's counting Section Eighty. Actually, okay. wait. So why, why okay, don't you technically? Why don't you count Section Eighty? Uh, it, was that more of a mixtape? Okay, maybe I'm mistaken. Apparently, this is counted as an album. I just didn't count it because it didn't make the noise. I I always thought that Good Kid, Mad City was the official debut. And mm. Section 80 was like the unofficial debut. Mm. But apparently, according to Wikipedia, this is a studio album. Okay. So, okay, I guess I'm wrong. We're counting Section 80. So this is now Kendrick Lamar's fifth album mm. in 15 years <laughs> so, <laughs> or something like that. So, no, we finally have it. Uh, We're going to break it down, man. I'm, I, I think it's about time because the street's been asking. Okay. Yeah. They've been hitting us up, Sarah. You're going to talk about the Kendrick. You're going to do a deep dive. I'm here to tell you, yes, sirree, Bob, you bet your bottom dollar. We are going to talk about this Kendrick Lamar album. You're going to do a deep dive. We're going to go track by track on this long-ass album, okay? <laughs> it's about an hour and, what, 15 minutes long? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, something like that. Somewhere around there's 18 songs. Yeah. So are we counting it as a double disc? Uh, technically it is, it's, or it's two sides. <laughs> it's two sides of it, and I and I think I brought this up last week. How um because that was our fear that it was going to be a super long album, but yeah. um but I I kind of figured it'd be split in half like like it is now, maybe nine and nine or mm-hmm. eight and eight something like that. But the length is still there, man. <laughs> Pause. The length is <laughs> it's still a long ass album. <laughs> it is a long album. I guess we can kind of kind of as a double album. And if there's even such things as double albums anymore in this non-physical world we're in right now. Yeah. But yeah, 18 songs over an hour in length. Um, and we'll talk about it in a second, but first. We got to cycle back because there is there was a single. I, we assumed this was going to be a single from the of album. Of course, yeah. But it was not. This song is not even on the album. It was, I guess, like a teaser or something. Because we always had asked if Kendrick is going to drop something, you know, uh, before the album comes out. And yeah. it was looking increasingly, increasingly like he wasn't. And then the, right after our podcast, he did drop a song and video. Um, the song is called "The Heart Part 5. Yeah. So I so I want to go look at the um, listen to the other parts because it's officially five parts now, mm-hmm. and I I don't think any I don't think the other ones are on any album. Have mm. Have you seen them? Maybe I was kind of curious. Was this like a a little uh, hipster? type thing that only the diehards know because I couldn't find any of them on a uh, um, streaming service. So I wonder if this was like a little uh, release mixtape type of release thing he'd been doing for years. 
I think so. Um, to be honest, I assumed it was like just one of the mystery Kendrick things. Yeah. Like it was a hard part five, but there's no part one through four. Yeah. It was just what he called it. And we had to look into why. But I think there are actually other parts. But look, I'm not a Kendrick super fan. I'll admit, I don't I hadn't heard any of the other uh heart songs. So yeah, but apparently there are other ones. So yeah, I just didn't hear from, them. Yeah, from what I understand, the um I guess the heart parts are um kind of like freestyles. Like somewhat like a freestyle. And ain't no real direction towards it. It's yeah. more like a, you know, just kind of going in type thing. So that um, makes sense. Yeah, what yeah, I, I actually listened to him and it's like, damn, I I was listening to the first one and he actually had a video for it and I'm like, damn, this actually <laughs> this some old Kendrick. You could tell it's some old mm-hmm. Kendrick. And listening to part one, and then you know I listen to all the other ones too. But from part one to part five, it's like damn, you can see the you know the change in Kendrick, yeah, how much he grew. You definitely can, and um, the video is interesting. It uh, features, I'm sure people have seen by now, has gone viral plenty of times, a deep fake video edit technology where Kendrick first off the whole video appears to be taken in one long take yeah where Kendrick is just rapping along with the song being very animated and then he his face morphs several times it morphs first into OJ which is wild then Jesse Smollett and Kanye and Will Smith and ending with uh, Nipsey Hussle Mm-hmm. So there are various theories as to why those faces were chosen. Um, I will admit, except for the Nipsey part, I don't know <laughs> because the lyrics didn't seem to match up with the faces too much. I mean, there were some, the Kanye part, kind of, uh, the Nipsey hustle part, definitely. But I still don't understand the, uh, the OJ reference or the Justice Molay reference, but Maybe I'm just not enough of a Kendrick nerd, okay? Maybe I'm just not looking too deep enough. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm too small-brained, okay? I'm not a J. Cole or Kendrick fan like that, so clearly I'm dumb, <laughs> all right? But <laughs> uh, enough of that. Let, let, let's get into the reactions, man. Uh, so when you first saw, saw this video, heard the song, what were your initial reactions to it, and how do you feel um, about it now that the album has come out? So, um, so my first reaction to the song when it dropped the song in the video. So I was at home doing some work on a Sunday and I went to YouTube and I seen that weird video. Like it was like right there on the front page. And my first thought was, what the fuck is this? But I ain't paid no attention. And I seen the video had, I, I kid you not. It only had like 200 views. 200. Damn, you must have been first. Yeah, I had to be. Or so the I'm, counter was broken. I don't know. I don't know, but, but I was, it was it was like 200 something. So I'm just like, okay, maybe it's some type of um beat or something. I don't know. You know how people be making a beats. Fan edit or something. Yeah, yeah. fake video. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I ain't think nothing of it. And then um I went on doing something else. An hour later, I come right back to it. Now look, this is an hour later. It only had like 2,000 views, 2,000 some views. I'm like, wait a minute. So I looked, and it was Kendrick Lamar's official YouTube page. So I'm like, wait, what the? F-? 
I'm like, did he just drop something? And so I was just, I still at that point, it didn't even click to me. So I went on doing something else. Hmm. I get on Twitter and I seen somebody tweet like, wow, Kendrick. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, let me, it, it clicked to me. So I went back to it. I went back to it. It was still at like 2,000 views to the point I start, I kind of got worried. I started refreshing it a little bit. I, I refreshed it and it was still like in the 2000s. So I'm like, damn, this is crazy. I'm like, ain't nobody really talking about it. I only seen like one person tweet about it. I'm like, damn, let me, I'm like, fuck it. Let me sit here. So I was, I was sitting there with my wife. She was doing something else. So I put the, <laughs> I put the bit screen on. I, I made it full screen. And I was I was just watching it, and then I'm like, okay, I'm like, right at that moment, I got on Twitter and tweeted, okay, Kendrick. So you know, I'm liking it. I'm liking to be Marvin. My first thought was, shit, how much he paid? Yeah, Marvin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how much he paid <laughs> for this Marvin sample? There there were a few flexes in that in that part and in the album. We'll get to that in a little bit, but yeah, that that was a flex getting the Marvin Gaye sample. Yeah, one of the most popular Marvin Gaye songs too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my favorites. But um yeah, so I'm listening and then the chorus come on and then he like dancing a little weird and at that point I'm like, "Okay." So I'm looking on Twitter seeing everybody talking about it. I look up and it's a picture of fucking OJ rapping. So I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck? So I stop it and had to rewind it. Like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, I'm like, am I tripping? <laughs> so I played it again. I start paying attention. And then he turned into OJ. So I'm like, oh shit. Like, like, how the fuck did he how the fuck did they do this? I'm like, this this look kind of dope. So I, I kept watching again. Boom, there go Kanye. So I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> So I'm like, damn, this. I'm, so at this point, I'm glued. I'm like, who else he about to turn into? And the next person was Jussie, Jussie Smollett. I had no idea at the time who he was. I'm looking like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> My <laughs> wife is like, who is that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm thinking it's fucking Ben Simmons. <laughs> he he, he looked just like Ben Simmons. I'm like, yeah, he do kind of look like Ben yeah, Simmons. So yeah, so I'm thinking like, I'm trying to get, look, I'm trying to piece everything together. I'm like, okay. First, I thought it was some type of L.A. thing with O.J., him being in L.A. with the, you know, the Bronco and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then um, with Kanye, I was kind of like, uh, but maybe he's living Hollywood or something. I don't know. Then when I seen the Jussie shit, I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe it's a mental health thing or, you know, I wasn't sure what he was going for. And then, um... And then I seen a Will Smith, and I'm just like, oh, shit. I'm like, damn, this is kind of current then because the Will Smith Grammy stuff just happened a, a month or two ago. Yeah. And then the Nipsey, of course. And so I'm sitting there glued like, damn, like this is this is actually cool. So um, I actually watched the video a couple times just to kind of, you know, get some takeaways. And plus I was listening to the actual song. And by this time, the the views are up now. The views are they at twenty thousand within mm-hmm. two hours, and then it was just climbing. And then Twitter just went nuts. But um, my oh, I, look, I I like the song a lot. I I think the video is super creative, but I don't. Me personally, I don't see how outside the Nipsey part, I don't really see how they connect together. 
with the with the actual lyrics and verse. So um, I like the song a lot. Uh, I seen you know Twitter. You know they do their investigation, they do their research and all that stuff. And um, even with the album cover, if you see the album cover, it's like five hands on there, and um, and all the hands are pretty much you know like this. It's like five different random hands. Mm-hmm. And um, all of the hands are the people that was in the um, actual video. And Kobe was in the video too. I don't know. I forgot about Kobe. But um, oh yeah, I forgot about that too. Yeah. yeah. That was, okay. That was kind of yeah. But the hands are actually the wait. Yeah. So if you look mm, at okay. the album, if you look at yeah, the, I see it. The the art for the single. Yes. If you look at that, you can see the hand. You can see the Kobe hand with the band aid around it. Mm-hmm. Another hand was like Kanye's hand when he was like doing this, putting his hands up to the camera, and um, yeah, it was a couple other hands too. Tw- Twitter was just like unveiling all of this shit, and they putting the pictures up within like the time the video was. Up. I'm like, how the fuck is y'all doing this? But at that point, it's like, damn, he a genius. But I, I still don't know the reason behind him picking these play outside the you know the you know, Kobe and stuff like that and Nipsey. I'm I'm curious why he picked, you know, Will Smith, Kobe, Kanye, Jussie Smollett. That was to me, that was kind of random. Um, and OJ Simpson. I was I had no idea why he, you know, decided to use those and with the artwork, use their hand. I I just didn't understand it. Maybe it had to play off the, you know, the uh the heart part five. I, I'm not. I'm not sure, but anyway, as far as the song, I really like the song. I'm, you know, I'm real iffy about people using, you know, certain samples. Mm-hmm. I had no problem with him using that. Um, it didn't. It, it sounded like a real band, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it was a real band. It wouldn't. It wasn't no goofy 808s and nothing like that. But um, yeah, I like the song a lot, man. Um, the video was super cool, and, and that's the other thing too. The video, what, you know, people was kind of going so overboard, like, oh, my God. It was a simple idea. It was it was a simple video. But you know how certain people could do something so simple and make it look like, damn, <laughs> like he's so a gen- This dude is a genius. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there, I was talking to somebody who rapped, too. He was like, I told him, like, damn, I, why, why the fuck I ain't thinking nothing like this? <laughs> like, this is something I could have thought about or thought of and kind of came up with something like this. But um, he made it look super cool, man. And um, I was trying to do some re- research to see what what was the message behind these five uh, you know, five people, polarizing people, because all five, five of them were polarizing at some point. Even Jesse Smollett, even though we didn't know who he was <laughs> until the mm-hmm. <laughs> to the, the drama happened, but um, yeah, man, I like the song a lot, man. Um, yeah, how you feel about the song? I liked it too, man. Um, I, I stayed away from it for a little bit uh, once I saw the crazy reactions. I and I, I'll be honest, <laughs> the deep fake stuff kind of turned me off. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, okay, put my. See, I, I be trying not to hate on shit before I even give it a chance. <laughs> but seeing the pictures, seeing Kobe Bryant's face on Kendrick Lamar's body kind of put a bad taste in my mouth, man. Yeah. Like, 
and I knew the context was probably going to be respectful, but just I just didn't want to see that at the moment because I just felt like this nigga's officially doing too much. Okay, using Kobe and Nick and uh, Nipsey Hussle's uh, image on the Marvin Gaye uh, in your video (laughs) on a Marvin Gaye beat. I didn't know it was even Marvin Gaye at first. I didn't listen to the song Uh, yet, mm. but just the images of them being brought back to life on a Kendrick Lamar video. Just I wasn't really ready to see that, man. I was like, oh, this nigga is doing too much, man. But I finally did sit down and watch it. And I agree. I mean, uh, the, the the lyrically, of course, Kendrick did his thing. The production is beautiful. Um, I will say it made me a little nervous for the album because I'm like, OK, is a whole album going to sound like this, man? Like, is it going to sound like just jazzy instrumental but nothing you could really bump in the car or you know it's like like is there any like hip-hopness and look like i said the instrumentation was beautiful yeah but that was more like music that is on a movie soundtrack or something yeah you know it it didn't sound like something you feel like you really want to ride around or go walk or work out to in like something you know like the way we usually consume hip-hop yeah you know but uh yeah, the, the music, the song was good. Uh, the video, even though it seems simple, apparently it utilized some technology uh, with with, uh, with Matt. I think it's Trey Parker and Matt Stone. I think that's their names. I, I might be getting their laughings mixed up, but they're the creators of South Park. Mm. And Kendrick is actually in a partnership with them. I think they're supposed to be doing a movie together. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be using that technology as well. But apparently that technology was very expensive mm. and it, it was not no easy just Photoshop thing to do, yeah. you know, and it did. To be fair, some look way better than others. I thought Kanye looked terrible. Like the <laughs> Kanye looked so bad, they probably shouldn't even have done it. <laughs> and the OJ was really off putting too. it didn't look good to me. Um, I thought the Jesse looked good. I thought the Will Smith looked perfect. Yeah, I thought the Will Smith looked so good that I thought that he might have actually showed up and did it. Yeah, it kind of looked That's like Jaden a little Smith bit. Looked on there. It kind of looked like Jaden Smith, especially with the hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought for a second, like, did they actually get Will Smith to come in and record this because <laughs> it looked perfect? <laughs> the Kobe looked pretty good too. The Nipsey, eh? Like, I understood why he did it, but it didn't. It didn't. It just didn't look right to me. Uh, but yeah, it was a dope concept once you, and that's why sometimes you just got to dive right in and not wait for the reactions Yeah, because seeing, seeing the images on Twitter will, will turn you off. Yeah. But if you actually watch the video first, like you probably did it the best way watching it blind, Yeah, you know, and not knowing what it was. Mm -hmm. And that's actually why I listened to the album blind because I didn't want any, like if if there was a bar that was cringeworthy, I didn't want to mm. see it. I wanted to listen to an <laughs> album first before my Let's get this shit. Exactly. Let's top of the morning. Top of the morning. <laughs> top of the morning. <laughs> I didn't want to hear no top of the morning shit that was going to make me turn or have a negative perception of the album before I even listen to it. You know. <laughs> so, all in all, yeah, the 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 song was good. I'm not going to front like I'm going to listen to this daily or even monthly. Or maybe even ever again, but it was a cool song. It was a nice way to get the the people hyped up for the album. 
Um, it probably would have been nicer if it dropped a little earlier. Yeah. You know, besides right before the album came out. Mm-hmm. But hey, at least he dropped it. I thought it was a beautiful song and, and cool concept for a video. Now, I don't want to see that technology used ever again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'll say that much. How, how you feel about the guy? You know, it's always somebody to come out, come out of nowhere saying, hey, you stole my idea. I don't know if you've seen this, but apparently a guy um, said Kendrick took his idea and he had a video like that first. And they were both under the same record label or something like that. It was a, it was a white guy. And um, I actually checked the video out for myself, and it did not look like this. You said they used some expensive gear. You get look, I I ain't even first of all the guy that um, said Kendra stole it from him. He said, uh, "Oh, the the song I listened to was bad," so I was already turned off, and it did not look as good to the point I'm like, "Who the fuck is this person?" Like it it didn't that looked like some Photoshop shit I did. So, um, but yeah, he, he wasn't really trying to make a big deal out of it, but he was just kind of like, damn, like, I think he might've got this for me <laughs> type thing. I mean, if anybody might have a claim, it might be Kanye because Kanye was like the first big artist to put out a deep fake video. Remember he had like the fake Taylor Swift and the fake, all the people in the bed with him. Yeah. There was like, I mean, he was the something. first one to do it really. So yeah. yeah, I don't see what this guy's talking about. I mean, yeah. and like that concept is just something yeah. so original. Yeah, like I said earlier, <laughs> it's so simple. Like, damn, I could have thought of that. <laughs> yeah. But it, of course, it wouldn't look as good. And, you know, you got to find somebody who's who can do something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it, it wasn't like no <laughs> straight up something nobody ever thought of. And only Kendrick and maybe J. Cole could get away with this. And maybe not even J. Cole, because J. Cole is seen as more corny to people. But only Kendrick could really get away with this concept. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, I'm really only him could get away with, away I, with this and using Kobe's image and using Nipsey Hustle. If Game did it, oh no, no. we'd yeah, all be throwing him under the bus, man. Clout chasing <laughs> ass. <laughs> like, yeah. Do, do you um do you do you think what? Well, I I I guess I kind of know the answer or kind of figure the answer, but. Do you think he got permission from uh, Vanessa Bryant <laughs> to do this? He had to. Yeah, had because to. she she don't play. <laughs> yeah, no, he had to. Okay. And if he didn't, she would have said something. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, was, I feel like there's no way he didn't talk yeah, to her about yeah. it. Yeah, and Kendrick is a pretty tight-knit dude, so I'm yeah. sure he probably got permission from everybody he <laughs> did in this video. I mean, not OJ. I'm pretty yeah. sure he didn't go I'm, to OJ probably, and say, hey, pro- I'm going to use your yeah, face for prob- a video. Yeah, probably Jess, Jesse, too. He probably ain't yeah. hit up Jesse. But mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely um, the people who died, which is Nipsey yeah. and Kobe. Yeah, no. And I'm pretty sure he was close with both of them. So, yeah, I'm sure their estate signed off on it. And if not, we would have heard something by now. Oh, especially yeah, with yeah. Vanessa. Like, she'd be going at anybody she don't play man image in the wrong, yeah yeah she don't so play. she would have said something if she thought it was disrespectful mm-hmm. but yeah so hey, good video good concept yeah, vanessa's gonna be like hey mr kendrick lamar <laughs> mr lamar <laughs> <laughs> mr lamar i uh, saw you use Mis- my husband nah. mr meek mill <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh 
but good good concept good good teaser for the album even though the song wasn't even on the album still good, a good way to let people know that kendrick is coming mm-hmm. so without further ado it is time to get into the album first off you see the album art the album art came out first figgy what do you think about this album art man <laughs> i seen this one and this is this is crazy man because going into this album even when the album cover dropped and and to clarify for people who are listening on the podcast the the cover art is Kendrick Lamar holding who I believe is his daughter or one of his children with his wife or baby mother I don't know if they're married or not on a bed in the corner uh with a newborn baby and there are in there some kind of some kind of apartment or house somewhere mm-hmm. and Kendrick has a crown of thorns on him while he's standing up and looking into the abyss with his uh child in his hand yeah so he yeah, also, what were your thoughts he on also it, also behind him in his pants he got a gun it looked like yeah a gun that too that yeah. too yeah so um and it looked like a, a small apartment you can see the uh torn up wallpaper what does that mean? See, there are five holes. Remember, there are five holes. There are five people in the heart video. There were five hands. What does five mean, Figgy? Oh, and this okay. is his fifth album. Yes, his fifth album. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Galaxy Brain. Okay. I need to get my uh, trigonometry che- teacher here. You got to get somebody <laughs> in advanced mathematics yeah. to break this down. What does this mean? What does a five mean? And see, when you hold five fingers up, they are spread it apart like five centimeters and wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute the album came out in may five what what my yes the fifth <laughs> month of the year <laughs> hold on now <laughs> and i just turned 30 what five <laughs> did kendrick know that too yeah. is all of this connected <laughs> I, we, we, I, I, you yes. gotta ask Kyrie. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> but I, dig- yeah. I digress man what do you think about the yeah. cover art dog? so the cover art i seen that and my mind kind of went into like a big old oh shit like i need to try to figure this do i need to crack the code for this album or is it just a regular album cover because we seen how damn look and mm-hmm. i still don't know what was behind that one <laughs> but this one it seemed like it was a little more meaning to it and I'm like, fuck, I got to treat this like a Jordan Peele movie. <laughs> every little symbol, every little sign means something that we have no idea. Until yeah. after the movie, I got to watch a reaction video on YouTube just to see what every little symbol meant. So that's when I, when I first seen that, I'm like, okay. like I, and, and this is the crazy part. Back, I had no idea what con, kind of content was going to be on this album. Usually you can kind of tell where it's like, okay, you can tell by the single, like with the his last album, Damn. Um, Be Humble came out. So you kind of got what he was on a little bit. Where it's like, okay, like, you know, that's this a this a club banger type thing. This one I had no idea. And with the, you know, with the um the um the heart part five, when that came out. I still I, I like the song a lot, but I still had no idea. I'm like, damn, because he was kind of getting deep into the uh, lyrics on there. And so I'm like, damn, is the whole album like this? 
or he just threw this out there. I had no idea. But like I said, looking at the looking at the album cover, I'm like, damn, like it's something like I, I would really like to know the meaning behind it. Or I wonder if yeah. it's just random. <laughs> I thought the album art was going to signify a more personal album. Because mm, um, okay. when you look at To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick's not even on that uh, cover art. You know, Kendrick usually, is, uh, he's not even on Good Kid, Mad City, I don't think. It's like an old photograph on there. So he is more of a mysterious person. Um, he hasn't really put details of his life out there. So the fact that he used a family photo, and, yeah. and to be fair, Dam was like a close-up picture of him. Yeah. But the fact that he used a family photo, I thought was going to signify it was going to be a more personal album. And when you look at the heart part five, you know, that's just Kendrick alone in a room, looking kind of vulnerable, looking kind of, you know, disoriented, but still focused. And I put those together. You you could tell he was going to go for a more personal touch in this album. I will say I thought that Crown of Thorns was doing a little too much. <laughs> okay. It's doing a little like what it, it reminds me of the now classic Kyrie Irving quotes when he said, you talking about, he was on a podcast with some random guy talking about how, you know, him, his choice not to take the vaccine and all the problems he faced because of it. And he said, Hey, life of a martyr, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he thinks he's a martyr for his choice. And I look at that with Kendrick in his crown of thorns, which seems to imply some kind of martyrdom. He sees himself Christ-like in some way. And I'm just wondering how. Like, what, what, I mean, look, there are sacrifices for fame, but I don't, we didn't crucify Kendrick yeah. for, for his silence, okay? Yeah, he got tweeted about, but he did not get canceled. He did not get crucified. And the crown of thorns was a little pretentious to me. I, I just, I was looking at that like, uh, I don't know. What about this? Do you think maybe he got that on to protect his mental? I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm I mean, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Well, Kendrick, everything is open to interpretation, but it being a specific crown of thorns, that's only associated with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the fact that he's wearing it, kind of it's implying some kind of martyrdom or Christ-like image in himself. And I thought it was a little dramatic. I thought it was kind of like when Tupac had a picture of himself being crucified on uh, Machiavelli. But I mean, Tupac went through a lot more. Yeah. Let's be honest, man. Yeah. He, he was getting he canceled shot. before cancel was a thing. Yeah. 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 He went through a lot more. Kendrick, like, look, he, he's a mysterious guy who's been hidden away for five years, pretty much. And now he's back with a crown of thorns. And I was like, eh, but <laughs> I, I would reserve judgment until we get the album. <laughs> so fast forward to midnight, May the 13th, Friday the 13th. You know, Kendrick is all into numer number numerology. I've realized that now. <laughs> so everything has to mean something. But he did drop the album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. So 
we're gonna go through this track by track, man, because I yeah. feel like we have to. Um, in some songs, I don't have a lot to say about it, and some songs I have a lot to say. So let's start at the top. Let's start with the first song called United in Grief. The song is produced by Tim Maxey, Kendrick Lamar, some people. BGK was a producer, actually. Um, And it is basically kicking off the album. Kendrick starts out by saying, "Um, I've been going through something. 1,855 days, which is the exact number of days since damn released. Mm. I just looked that up because I had no <laughs> idea what the fuck that, I, I assumed that's what that meant, but I wasn't going to count. Yeah. So I had to look that up and apparently that's the exact amount of days. See five again, two fives. <laughs> five. Was it, what does it mean? Ficky? <laughs> but, uh, so he starts off with that and then I felt this was a pretty good Kendrick is back type song. Yeah, Kendrick is aggressive in the flow, attacking the beat, and it is a good kickoff to a new uh, Kendrick album. Um, you kind of see, I gotta look up. Do I have anything else to say? Um, it, it is the first. Oh yeah, a, a recurring theme pops up here. Uh, Kendrick mentions going to therapy, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a recurring theme throughout the album. So very important. The very first track he mentions that. Um, I wasn't too hot on his fast ass flow. I I wanted him to slow down a little bit because I'm trying to absorb the album and I don't like fast rapping just for to be fast rapping. I was hoping he wouldn't have that flow for the entire album, but all in all, I did like this song as a kickoff to the album. Figgy, what about you, man? I agree with you. I like this song as a kickoff. Um, it's a, it get to a point where when you start rapping too fast, it's like, all right, what, what are you trying to do? And um, sometimes it sound off beat, but when it's Kendrick, it's like, okay, he, you know, he he in his bag right now, so let him cook. And um, yeah, man, I, I I I picked up on the whole therapy thing too. It's saying like even the first part of the song, he said, I've been going through something. Mm-hmm. So pretty much he been going through a lot since the last time he released the album. So maybe that's what that kind of explain why he's been gone in MIA. And, you know, I'm not, you know, you mentioned the whole Jesus, um, the, the thing on his, on his head and how he probably, he wasn't really, he wasn't getting crucified. And I agree with you, but I do think, you know, when certain topics pop up, like, you know, the George Floyd thing, mm-hmm. the different shootings that happened since the last time he released anything. Uh, I do feel like a couple people was like, where Kendrick at? This would be perfect for Kendrick type thing. And, you know, we you know how I feel about people <laughs> looking for rappers to speak out on something. Like, nah, if they want to speak out, let them speak out. But we, I don't look for rappers to you know, be the voice of reason of something political or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I don't try to put that on them, but it seemed like a couple people was, you know, saying, Hey, where, where is he at? And so this first verse was more of, Hey, I've been going through something. 
Like, I, you know, he mentioned therapy in this song, I, I want to say. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm kind of curious what he was actually going through. You know, not to try to get in his business, but um, clearly he's been going through something. And you could kind of I could kind of see it throughout this whole thing, uh, 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 throughout this whole album. So that's why in the beginning I asked you, do you think the thing is on his head to protect his mental? Maybe, uh, maybe you know, he went through a lot of things, so he maybe he have that on. But that was just kind of a stretch. I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, to, it could be, or maybe the way he keeps people out, you yeah. know, the the thorns to keep people out of his head. I don't know. You yeah. can interpret it a lot of ways. Yeah, I kind of um, looked at it as like Bob, um, Bob Wire or something. Yeah, because Bob Wire be. around a fence, around a facility, it, you know, it helps keep people out. Yeah. So I wonder if that was it, or maybe he do think he's Jesus or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, with Kendrick, and that's a good thing. Like, I'm glad he don't ever explain this shit yeah. because you can really interpret it the way you want. And yeah, either either is valid, man. I mean, when you look at the themes of this album, and he definitely does get into his absence, and he talks about the expectations people put on him and how you should not be looking at him to to be the savior of anything so maybe he's like in a way it's like a contradiction where he he's like sarcastically wearing a crown of thorns because this is what people want him to be Mm. they want him to be jesus and he's not that so Mm. i mean you could interpret that a whole lot of ways. that's the interesting things about kendrick you know but um like like we said it's good start good start to the album i'm feeling it at this point um, let's go to the next one. Now, this song is called N95. I was excited because I was expecting some anti-vax bars. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, because N95 <laughs> is the mask people wear. Yeah. And he does make reference to, you know, how people mask their real. Like, he uses the mask as a metaphor for yeah. people masking their real intentions. But I didn't get the... Pfizer is the devil or, or anything <laughs> like that from here. Oh, you so will be disappointed. <laughs> so we didn't get that. Um, we'll we'll go to you first, man. Uh, what do you think about this song in general? Um in '95. So when it first kicked off, it was kind of it was a little slow for me, where I'm kind of like, uh, because sometimes his songs start off a little weird. Where you like, I don't know where I'm going. The the beat is so strange. Where it's like, I don't know where you're going. But it kicks off a lot where I'm like, okay, I, I kind of like this. It's what I took from this verse is how um it seemed like he it seemed like he was kind of um talking to the people that's super flashy. Like take that, um, take off that weird ass jewelry. Take you know, t- take off that, um, you know, take that fabricated streams mm-hmm. off. He, he he always talk about some damn streams and shit. Yeah, <laughs> but it seemed like he talking to a lot of people, um, a lot of rappers. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know who, but mm-hmm. um, it seemed like this was the one song where he was really trying to make a point. Like take all that bullshit off. And get in this ring type thing. That's what I kind of took from this. And uh, once it kicked in, I, I started feeling it. This is probably one of my favorite songs on here if I had to go back to it. 
and um, bump something in the car, I will I will play this a lot. But um, yeah, I kind of I I, I kind of like the song a lot. Where I'm like, okay, okay. So um, at this point of the album, I'm like, shit. He might he might have a point to prove right here, man. So I'm super excited after this album. I I didn't really I I, I kind of thought he was gonna talk about COVID in this too, but I I wasn't disappointed that he uh, that it wasn't about this. But um, at this point, I'm like, yeah, all right. He he talking that shit now. Yeah, yeah. Was, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say it kind of reminded me of the um uh, the Baby King song when yeah. he just pretty much took over his his song. <laughs> so um yeah, the smoking on your top five type shit. It, it kind of yeah. gave me those vibes. So at this point, I'm like, all right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get some shit. But yeah, I like the song. Yeah, me too. It's uh, Kendrick shooting down the flashy rapper culture, which he's done before, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I- I'll admit, I wasn't a fan of this beat. Um, I-, I felt like it sounded like a throwaway from Watch the Throne. Mm. Like that electro-techno-ass shit. Can we leave that shit in 2011, man? Like, I'm starting <laughs> to get tired of these beats, dog. Like, look, it, it was cool once a- 10 years ago. Blueprint three killed it for me, <laughs> but I don't want to hear no more electronic ass uh, uh, beats in hip hop no more, man. I look, I think Boy Wonder helped produce this. He was Drake's producer for a while too. I think he still is, but um, yeah, I, I was just wasn't feeling the beat too much. It was, it was a little too too new wave electronic type for me, but lyrically it was good, man. Like you said, Kendrick talking his shit, getting into battle mode. And and yeah, shooting down the flashy stuff because you know, uh, I look. I, I assume that Kendrick just has beef with Drake. Mm. I just assume that because there there had been subliminals back and forth, especially when Control dropped. And I remember uh, Drake in an interview, one of the rare interviews he did, he kind of made fun of you know the fact that the people who who are associated with him of course he ain't say no names but we have to assume it's j cole and kendrick and drake made mention of the fact that you know they aren't outside like i am you know i'm everywhere i'm always outside and they they don't go nowhere when i heard that i thought of kendrick immediately because kendrick definitely ain't outside man yeah it's before the pandemic (laughs) but um so yeah i assume like these types of bars are aimed at people like drake People who who think they're better because they got the fake streaming numbers. He brings up streaming numbers. Yeah. You know, Drake is the highest stream artist ever now, basically. Mm-hmm. And he brings up the streaming and all that. He says that ain't shit. And I assume these are Drake subliminal disses, but maybe I'm just being messy about yeah, it. Yeah, that's just yeah, how I took it. I, I definitely don't think it's J Cole because J Cole was talking about the niggas faking their streams too. Yeah. So it's and mm. and now J Cole did say that, but he did mention how Drake is his, you know, Drake is the man type thing, and he got mm. him a watch or whatever it was. Yeah. So behind his friendship. Yeah, but clearly somebody close to this is faking a lot of streams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, still to me, the the streams for Certified Lover Boy don't make any sense. <laughs> like I understand. 
that there are certain songs people liked, but the numbers were insane. It was number one for a while, man. Yeah. And I didn't hear nobody talking about it on social media <laughs> after the first couple of weeks, maybe. And that's being generous. Yeah. But it was number one for like five weeks or something like that, crazy. Yeah. And I didn't understand that. Yeah. I'm not saying he's fake and I don't know. We are we are a uh, mob tie certified. I'm not throwing yeah. no aspersions on Drake's name. We, we not we not bashing Drake no more, man. We're not. <laughs> We're not. I'm just asking questions, okay? That's that's allowed in mob ties, isn't it? <laughs> We can mm-hmm. ask questions, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> let's go to the next song, man. Uh, next song is Worldwide Steppers. Um, I thought this song was really good, man. This is official when I started getting to the album. The beat's kind of off kilter, but I like it. Um, I thought Kendrick was in his bag, he got way more personal on here. Uh, some interesting things I noted number one, Kodak Black on the intro. Yeah, and it kind of threw me off a little bit because I knew he was on the album. Yeah, and I seen it was on the second this, <laughs> yes, or the second part. And I'm like, wait a minute, damn, he on two songs? Yeah, and, yeah. No, he's all over this album, man. He's yeah. all over this album, uh, which is really strange. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but yeah, this was the beginning of Kodak Black being all over this album and one of the most random pairings I can think of. Yeah, in recent hip hop history, <laughs> Kodak Black and and Kendrick Lamar. Um, but back to the song, man. Um, yeah, Kendrick, this is really where he got into the meat of what this album was going to be about. Um, he mentions his absence. He talks about he had writer's block for two years. Yeah, um, which is, is a lot to admit, man. Yeah, and I, I kind of wish rappers would really admit that more. Yeah, because. Let's be honest, man. It's hard to be a rapper writing it, your own shit. Yeah. And every year or two, you got to come up with a new album. With come up with new material. Come up with something totally new. Exactly. That don't it's got to be at least as yeah. good as your last one. Yeah. Uh, it got to be good as your last one or better. And yes. it got to be it got to be different, but it still got to be the same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and it was interesting because Nicki Minaj actually talked about this. I think it was on Twitter. Uh, a few months back, she said, you know, she hadn't been putting out music because she had writer's block. Mm. Like she just couldn't think anything to say. And, you know, when people like Kendrick and and uh, Nikki, who have been in the game for a decade now, like, like you eventually run out of shit to say. Yeah. And I think it's a lot to admit that. And we look past that because we're just greedy as music consumers. But I mean, look, this this is not easy, you know, especially when you're of that tier. And everything you do is hyper criticized, like we're doing right now. But I thought it was cool of him to admit that he just had writer's block and and nothing was moving him. So yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Um, he also mentioned Dr. Sebi. When I'm like, okay, here, <laughs> here we go into the uh the uh uh controversial stuff. Yeah. And he also uh brings up his sex addiction for the first time. You know, he talks about fucking a white bitch or two white bitches, as he says. And he also brings up cancel culture, which I suspect will be controversial as well because people think it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, he talks talks about cancel culture. He says, quote, niggas kill freedom of speech. Everyone's sensitive. If your opinion fuck around and leak, you might as well send your will. 
Mm-hmm. And he talks about hypocrisy, how everybody's a killer. You know, people just hide it better. And he talked about corruption, things like that. So interesting. And yeah, this is the first song where I felt like he was actually really saying something here and getting into his inner thoughts on the world today and things have been happening since he's been gone. So yeah, I like the song a lot, man. Yeah. I like the song a lot too. And um when I when I heard this whole song, then I'm like, mm. like I said, I'll go back to mental health. I'm like, damn, I wonder if all the stuff that was going on since the last time Dan was released, uh, his last album, I wonder if that's the reason he was getting Roger's Block is, you know, stuff going on in the world. Is that taking the toll on his mental? And um, he mentioned in one verse pretty much playing um, playing Baby Shark with his daughter. Yeah. And that song was a fucking hit in the classroom <laughs> for kids. Mm-hmm. So um, I wonder just, you know, being a dad and, you know, and probably having all this pressure of releasing another album. Uh, I wonder if that really got to him. He, Like you say, he mentioned, he mentioned the writer's block. And um, to me, that shows you that, you know, he, because I'm sure he could have put out some bullshit. He could have put out something. I ain't sitting there saying he was just flat out had nothing. But, you know, Kendrick is Kendrick. He got standards. So I'm sure he probably, you know, didn't want to do it like that. And you got he he got people like us, me and you, sitting here like, hey, where's the fucking album, man? <laughs> like it been it been five years. Like, what's going on, man? You ain't the you ain't the best now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I wonder if that actually played play the toll in, you know, in the mental health thing. I'm not even saying he was going through mental health problems, but um just you know, just the normal day to day problems that we all go through, but yeah, but um, he you know him being Kendrick Lamar, arguably one of the best rappers in the game, he got to come up with something that's better than damn, <laughs> and we talked about that. We mm-hmm. talked about if he can even make an album better than that. So um, I wonder if that played a part in it. Him having a family you know, going through that type of stuff. And eventually in this album, we're going to discuss it too once we get there. He talked about a lot of stuff in his family where I'm like, damn, (laughs) like he really opening up. So um, I'm kind of curious if, you know, if he was going through all of that during the five years or is this something that was just old and he just, you know, decided to talk about it now. But um, this but this song I like the song a lot. To me, I'm like, okay, we getting in the nitty gritty with <laughs> Kendrick now, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is four four four, but yeah, this is kind of his version of uh, what the fuck I've been doing, <laughs> what the fuck I've been going through <laughs> since I've been gone. <laughs> so I, I like this. Yeah, and I think he makes it pretty clear he's been going through some mental health issues. Um, throughout this time, he mentioned going to therapy. He mentioned it, it initially not even wanting to go to therapy and kind of being, you know, abrasive about it. But he mentioned in the first song, I got a therapist and, you know, he he comes clean about a lot of things. I have some thoughts about the stuff he revealed about his family um, mm-hmm. and, and whether or not that's true or not, or if he's telling stories here. But we will get to that when it comes 
But like you said, I like the song a lot. And we'll move on from there, man. We'll go to the next song. Uh, the next song is called Die Hard. Um, shout out to Tab. Tab said he liked Die Hard as well. Um, I thought it was cool. It, it was just a cool little dance song. I don't have a lot to say about it. It was a cool little dance love song. It's a cool little bop, as the <laughs> kids say. Um, it star. It also features Bluxt. Blast. I'm calling him Bluxt. I'm calling him Bluxt. Okay. <laughs> if we call Black Six Lack, I'm calling him Bluxt. Okay. Bluxt was on that song and he was cool. He did his thing. Um, also, Amanda Reifer. Reifer. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't know. Like, I look her up. Where is she from? What does she do? Is she on Oklahoma? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, it was a cool song, man. I had nothing to say about it. Nothing bad to say. There was a couple songs on here that sounded Drake-ish to me. Mm. And part of me is wondering if he's just proving he can do this dance shit too. <laughs> or if, he, if this is just what was on his soul at the time. I don't know. Mm. But I like the song, man. I, I, I thought it was good. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I thought it was okay. I ain't, I ain't got no takeaways from this one. I thought it was cool. It was a little... Um, was was it a little slow? It's kind of it's kind of upbeat. Kinda, kinda, yeah. I mean, it was upbeat uh, for an R and B song. I wouldn't say slow, but kind of soft. Yeah. So, um, I ain't really gravitate too much to that. But it wasn't a bad song. I probably like it around you know ten o'clock at night as I'm driving with my my girl or something. But um, I thought the song was cool, but. I I had no big takeaways from this one at all. I agree. I agree. It was just it was it was a cool little song. It was a cool little song. Um, and yeah, Tab agrees about the Drake part. Yeah, man. There's a there's another song on here that sounded exactly like a Drake song. Man. You can tell <laughs> a little bit, but there was a uh, almost copy and paste sounding Drake song here. We're gonna get to that <laughs> a little bit, but first we gotta go in sequential order, guys. So we're, next we're gonna hit on Father Time. Um. I thought it was a really good song, man. I like this song a lot, actually. Actually, it's probably my favorite song in the album so mm. far, or at least top three. Um, and this song, number one, the beat is insane. Like, yeah. I thought the beat was really good on this song. Yeah. And in it, uh, Kendrick really gets into, you know, how his father's, how his issues with his father contributed into, like, the toxic masculinity uh, i'm gonna say i hate that phrase but i have to say it because it kind of fits here yeah. that he experienced through his life you know thinking that he had to be hard that he could never open up that mm-hmm. he could never care about people yeah and that gangster mentality that really Real consumes need no people. therapy mm-hmm. yeah he he mentions that too so when we say daddy issues we usually attribute that to women yeah but i think people really underestimate like what a man's relationship to his father yeah. does to him. Yeah. Like, cause that's how we get, how we understand manhood at an early age. <laughs> so if your yeah. daddy is like somebody who's just cold. Yeah. And he even mentions that, you know, uh, uh, I, I think his, he says his father, his mother, his father's mother died and he went right back to work and mm-hmm. Kendrick asked why. And he said, Hey, ain't no time to cry. Bills don't stop. Yeah, and it's like I mean that's true, but at the same time, yeah, as a fucked up way, that, like you can you you can feel, man. yeah, and that's kind of the problem, and I think that's something he's highlighting that you know because we we all grew up this way, man. Uh, you know, stop crying, 
Like, ain't nothing wrong yeah. with you, boy. Stop crying. You better not cry type of thing. And it could be something simple as, you know, hey, I'm not getting the gift or something like that. Or he says something to hurt my feelings. And it's like, boy, don't you cry. You better not cry. Hit him back. And, you know, that's all, that's how we all grow up. That's how guys are, you know, taught to be. And the older you get, the more you hold in because, you you know, a man is not supposed to cry type thing. And that's where the men, I, I'm, gonna keep, I'm probably going to say it like 50 million times in this in this um, breakdown, but that's where the mental health kind of come into play, where, you know, you eventually have a breakdown. I agree, man. Um, and, and, yeah, like it, it was definitely things that we don't hear a lot in, in rap, period. You, you think that we've heard it all in rap by now. I mean, it's shit 40 plus years old now. Yeah. But like this is something we really a perspective we don't really hear a lot or very often at all from a black man period yeah. let alone in a song yeah so yeah man i think we both agree this is a very strong song mm-hmm. um and goes into the therapy theme and goes into the uh him sharing details of personal life that he never did before yeah. you know and we have to assume because we never know with kendrick kendrick's so mysterious this could all be cap this could all be just a, yeah. a story he's it- telling yeah. for the audience who knows he, yeah but he, he could be like beyonce you know he could be have a he, whole lemonade album and... exactly <laughs> he, this, he, he has a Fierce version of himself <laughs> yeah motherfucker happily married <laughs> yes mm-hmm. uh, uh, who knows man who knows but uh yeah when he speaks in per- first person i have to assume he's talking about himself for real but great song uh and one of the highlights on the album for me in general i thought sampa did really good on the hook too hey mm. by the way sampa was drake's dude at one point mm. now he's on a kendrick album dog drake done made a whole sampa clone in gibeon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he got to give you the sampa clone on his album so mm-hmm. yeah who knows yeah. but yeah sampa on the kendrick and he did a great job in the hook too i like the hook a lot so yeah yeah this is a great song is your i really enjoyed it yeah uh next we go to a whole kodak black interlude yeah I, i'm liking okay. the, i'm liking the kendrick and kodak <laughs> collab man I ain't, it's extremely random yeah it's super random but i'm not mad at it at all this is like this ain't like Nas hopping on the song with Lil Nas X. This is something that kind of we didn't even know we wanted, and it sound to me it sound good. I, I I like it a lot, and I feel like it's bringing a lot out of Kodak. Yeah, look, I always thought Kodak could rap. It's just he's one of those types where his ignorance outside the booth <laughs> dirties people's perception, also the allegations, and look. It's already very controversial that Kodak's on this album as much as he is because he doesn't have allegations of sexual assault. I believe he pleaded guilty to something as well, kind of kind of like that. So, yeah, there there. And plus, he had to he was talking about how he got a fuck a girl to do a feature. And so everybody thought that what's her name was talking about him. Yeah. When apparently she wasn't. But yeah. he said that out his own mouth. Yeah. So, <laughs> 
it's already very yeah. controversial. He tried, to, he tried to hit him on Lauren London. Yeah, it, yeah, that, that too. That, that said too. The, that I forgot the about that, that shit. Damn. And Ti had to talk about him. Yeah, I remember that bullshit. Oh God, what what a wild that was year crazy, that was. Man. Yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> but yeah, um, so very controversial choice, and I feel like this is Kendrick saying, you know. I don't care what y'all woke people think. My friends are my friends. And this is kind of hinting at him letting loose at the fact that he's not what people built up in their mind about him. Mm. You know, he's not the black savior. He's not black Jesus. He's just a regular dude like everybody else trying to make his way through the world. And I think him picking Kendrick or a Kodak and having Kodak do a whole interlude and a song and Mm. an intro Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, there's nobody from TDE on this album at all. Yeah, we ain't even talk about that yet. Yeah, I got a little take, and I, you know, I ain't trying to start no girl on girl drama, but I, I <laughs> found something that was kind of interesting. We'll get to that later on. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, no TDE features, no scissor, no nothing. And he also announced a tour, um, a nationwide tour uh, with Baby Keem and Tana Leone. But yeah, no. Last time he toured, he took a he was a TDE tour. Yeah. So yeah, he has cut ties completely with TDE. <laughs> so interesting stuff. Um. So let's move on. Uh, we didn't really talk about the interlude. I mean, the interlude was cool. It, man. Yeah, it was an interlude. It, it was not, what it was. Yeah, I ain't really I'll, got a big takeaway from it. I'll, I'll I'll admit I always thought that Kodak Black was a little lyrically underrated. Mm. I always thought he could rap, man. I always thought he could. And he definitely held his own on this album with Kendrick. Yeah. To me, I look, I wasn't the biggest fan of Kodak. It was, to me, I, I ain't gonna lie, it was hard for me to get into him because of his strong accent. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he sounded like Lamar Jackson a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and ironically, they from the same, they pretty much from the same yeah. place. Nah, Lamar Jackson's but, sniper gang. He got the chain on and everything. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, he ain't, luckily, he ain't wise as hell. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. Yeah, we gonna talk about it on the regular <laughs> we gonna, podcast. We gonna talk so stay about tuned that. for that. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, to me, after listening to this, uh, the Kodak shit on here, I kind of got a little more respect for him, man, because I think I think what holds Kodak back a little bit is him who he do the songs with. If you are gonna do a song with Gucci, man, no disrespect, you probably ain't gonna bring it like that. You gonna you probably gonna be a little ignorant in your in your raps. I felt like on here he you know he had to step up a little bit. I don't know. Kendra said, "Hey, look, nah, you, you got to come for real. You got to do your thing for real." So I don't yeah. know if he did that, but I I I have a new respect for Kodak Black after listening to him on this. Me too. And look, I always thought he could rap, man. I don't think he even had to be told. I think he knew that. Since he on a, a a track with Kendrick, he couldn't just be talking about drugs and hoes. You know, yeah. he had to he had to go a little deeper, man. Yeah, and I always thought he had that back. Look, Joe Budden made a point, man, when he beefed with Lil B because he <laughs> thought Lil B was ass, and then Lil B tore him up lyrically. Like he had a he he was like, okay, now I know that these kids just faking like they can't rap. <laughs> you know, and I always because I do think that's true, man. I think yeah. everybody in a rap game who's big can rap. But they dumb they shit down, 
yeah. to be more popular on the mainstream. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that because I know some people that dumb their shit down a lot where yeah. it's just like, you know, I, I, I kind of took them for granted. But then you put on a real beat, uh, uh, East Coast type of beat, and they actually flowing. They actually rapping about some shit. I'm like, okay. But let's be honest. Who trying to hear that shit? <laughs> well, this mm-hmm. was back in 2014. Back back in 2014, we trying to hear Versace. You know what I mean? Yeah. We not trying to hear about the struggle. <laughs> it, it might it might <laughs> it might be a little different now, but um, back then it was you know nobody was trying to hear that shit. And the radio wasn't playing that shit. DJs wasn't spinning that shit. And yeah, they they was dumbing their shit down. <laughs> Definitely, man. So yeah, I believe everybody can rap to some extent. At least more than that, what they usually put out on their yeah. radio hits and shit. And Kodak proved that, man. He proved he could rap on his album for people who didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to the next song, uh, Rich Spirit. Now, this is a song I thought sounded 100% like a Drake song. <laughs> like, l- listen to this song and close your eyes and kind of ignore the Drake or the Kendrick, you know, accent and how his voice sounds. The delivery is Drake. Mm. on this R&B ass song I felt like this is a very Drakeish song and mm. like I said I don't know if this is just him trying to prove that he can do these songs as well or maybe better than Drake I don't know but it sounded very Drakeish. that being said I do like the song a lot man I like the beat a lot and I thought it was a good song um, interesting he did mention at one point his cousin was trying to sue him Mm. and I don't know what that was about. He never really expounded on it. He said, I got to find the bar. He said, my cousin tried to sue me like he got the privilege, but I didn't lose sleep because I got the spirit. Mm. Yeah, I see. And I I had no idea what that was about. Mm. Um, But yeah, that, that being said, it's another kind of, him speaking to critics and it was a cool little R&B type vibe song. I had nothing to really say about it. What about you, Figgy? Um, I didn't really care for this song at all. Fair <laughs> enough. It, it, it was cool, but I was just like, nah, I, you know, this this one is not for me. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't for me. So I, I, probably, I wouldn't go back to this one. I actually liked the interlude a little better than this one. Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't really care for this one. It was more lyrical, at least. Yeah. Um. So moving on, the next song is called "We Cry Together." Okay. <laughs> now we're gonna be talking about this song for a little bit. I yeah, feel. this one took this a is, turn. <laughs> this is one hundred percent the most controversial song on this album. Maybe the most controversial song Kendrick has ever done in his career. Is it? I, because I I wasn't really paying attention to how people was rea- reacting to it. I didn't really see too many people talk about it. You, you, from there, there's point. been there's been discussions already. Really? And okay. I think it's gonna get worse. Was wait for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> people still at work. Yeah. Some people hadn't heard it. There will yeah. be think pieces about this song. What, I guarantee. Yeah. It. What you gotta wait for is wait to like the main podcast people that react to music yes. like this. Once they get their shit out, then these, you know, uh, these hip hop websites going to pick up on that and say, oh, this person weighed in on this or this person mm-hmm. think is, you know, is uh, terrible what he said and blah, 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 blah. And then it's going to take off. 
Yes. So this song is very interesting for a number of reasons. Number one, it's over an Alchemist beat, mm. which if you listen to the beat alone, it sounds like something he wanted to give like West Side Gun or Benny the Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely sounds like a Griselda beat <laughs> that Kendrick heard and took for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the concept of this song is what's so controversial. Now, it's basically just a long argument between him and his metaphorical girl who was played in the song by actress Whitney Alford, who at first listen, I thought it was Rico Nasty. Mm. She sounds a lot like Rico Nasty, but it's not. It is a woman who is an actress. Whitney off or not Whitney off Taylor page. My bad. Taylor mm. page was the actress who went back and forth with Kendrick on this song. And it's a fight. Yeah. It's basically them going back and forth. She, she talks about how she should have, you know, went back to Georgia in 09 and not went with him. He ain't shit. He ain't been shit. All you do is lie. She's he's calling her a bitch, but they say, fuck you about 152 times. Yeah. In this damn song. And what's clever about that, what's funny is that's the course. <laughs> but yeah. What's clever about this is uh, I ain't even realized that uh, this until now, but that was kind of a scene from uh, Poet of the Justice, which is kind of based out of L.A., I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we know how Kendrick feel about Poet of the Justice, I guess. Yeah, he made a song so about this, it. So this is two, it's kind of Tupac and um, Jenna Jackson arguing. <laughs> I feel like this is a lot of things. I feel like this could also be that Netflix movie with John David Washington and Zendaya. Remember Uh-oh. that shit? I did not see that, man. I, I didn't see it, but the trailer <laughs> looked just like this song. Damn. And that's why I didn't watch it. Yeah, it, talk but, about think pieces. It was yes. a bunch of think pieces talking about who was more toxic. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I I have some thoughts about this, but I, I want to get your thoughts first, man. What was your thoughts when you're first listen going through this song <laughs> or through this album, and this song comes up and floods your ears with a lot of yelling and cursing? <laughs> what were your thoughts about this song, man? So my first thought was, okay, damn, they getting into okay, okay. I'm thinking this the intro or something like that. Then I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, damn, they still going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and then it started, it started to hit me like, oh, shit, they actually rhyming a little bit. And then it was like making sense. It, I felt like I was listening to a play, <laughs> like one of those hood plays. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm looking at my wife. They still going. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like. And to be honest, I've never been in an argument like that ever in my life with a woman. So um, even though I can't really relate, I can kind of feel it because I've seen some people argue like that before. Mm-hmm. And I'm look, dog, it's like it's like five minutes in and I'm they still going at it. I'm like, damn, I'm like, is this the whole song? And then for, for the very end to be like, you know, uh, I love you type thing where they pretty yeah, much made up. Yeah, yeah. So I was, like, well, yeah. I was just like, so after I like, I look, I really like concepts like that in rap, where you could kind of put, you know, two people playing each other. It's kind of like a, you know, like a play, like y'all mm-hmm. going back and forth, like a musical play where y'all going back and forth. I thought this was super creative. I liked it a lot. 
But it's it's not a good listen when you're riding around in the car, man. <laughs> I tried to throw this on uh, in front of the wifey as we was driving just to kind of get a reaction. And when I tell you, she just kept looking at me like, what the f***? <laughs> and then when it got to the hook, no, fuck you, fuck you, bitch. No, fuck you. Then she looked at me again like, what the fuck is we listening to? And she was like, I know this is Kendrick Lamar, but it's art, turn babe. this bullshit up. She, she was, yeah, she was looking at me like, turn this bullshit up. And then her mama called, so I had to cut it off. But, <laughs> but um, I thought, look, man, like I said, I'm not saying, you know, he uh, this is the best thing since sliced bread, but I thought it was I like creative stuff like this. I think Ghostface and um and Wu Tang is good for that. They did a lot of stuff where they, you know, they kind of plan a role in a verse and then somebody else come in and play the opposite role or something. Um I I like that type of stuff. That's what I got from this. But um yeah, man, this this really reminds me of this listening to this whole song, I felt like I felt like I had a sister who was telling me how her boyfriend ain't shit and hey, you need to quit talking to him and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to leave it, blah, 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 blah. Just at the very end to the, for her to be like, oh, we back together now. We cool. <laughs> hey, you can, uh, you can unblock him now. And can he come over for dinner tonight? <laughs> After you then told me how much he wasn't shit and how he treated you and all this other stuff, for the very end it'd be like, all right, we back cool. Not, nothing to see yeah. here. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what this song was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what it was because I'm, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm not for domestic violence, obviously, but I was waiting on somebody to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, damn. I'm like, it's getting deep. It's getting crazy. It's getting disrespectful for it to be like, come here, let's fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So at the end of, I'm like, damn. I, you know, I ain't feel like it was a waste of time, but in my mind, I'm like, man, I just wasted my time for y'all to get back together. I was that much invested in the song. <laughs> like, you would have thought I was watching the TV show. That's yeah. how invested I was. But um, he really he really did a good job with that, man. Like, I, I'm, I would love to be in that studio session. Because that that was a really good job, man. It's hard to do that. They were it was super creative. It was just like a musical, man. But um, I like that song a lot. I probably wouldn't play it as much, but mm-hmm. just the creativity of it, I I liked it a lot. And and uh, I I saw one funny thing. Somebody tweeted and said, uh, so it was a video of Joe Budden hitting the gunshot button on this mm-hmm. podcast, and it was like that's future when you hear this song. <laughs> No, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Talk about how toxic yes. it is. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I I actually like that song. I wouldn't play it though. But um yeah, I, I would love to see what people talk because I ain't really see a lot of people talk about it on my timeline, but I would love to see what people reaction to it was. Yeah, man. I, I've seen mixed things. I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't a fan of this song, man. Uh, it was kind of cringeworthy to me. It kind of felt like chicken head, but with the delivery of Kim by Eminem. <laughs> now, it wasn't as raw as Kim. Kim's talking about murdering a woman, yeah. but it had the delivery, but it had the back and forth 
bow the sexes type of thing that chicken head had so <laughs> that's all i could think of man. Think yeah <laughs> and i felt like dog this i'll be honest man this concept has been done a lot mm-hmm. in the past rizza did it game did it like the 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 one black back the man and woman back and forth rap song is nothing new now it it kind of felt like he wasted an alchemist beat I'm gonna be real. <laughs> this nigga could have rapped over Kendrick over an alchemist. If you heard before the album came out <laughs> that Kendrick had alchemists on the album, <laughs> and then you heard this song, you'll be fucking pissed, man. Yeah. Luckily, we it's didn't a know reason it why it's a reason why we didn't get that memo. Yes. <laughs> if anybody teased that, I would have been hyped to the heavens. <laughs> and then we heard this song, and it's like Kendrick could have rapped over this, man. Like really rapped. But he did a argument song with a woman. And like some of the songs, like some of it I thought could have been taken from a real arguments with his wife or girl, whatever she is to him, baby mama, however you want to call it, because they mentioned like infidelity, cheating, issues like that. But towards the end, I kind of started to feel like it was like a parody of the gender wars. Yeah. that go on on Twitter and social media every single day. Yeah, especially when she started talking about you men are narcissists and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, she says yeah. you she says uh what does she say? Uh see you the reason why strong women fucked up. Why they say it's a man's world. See you the reason for Trump. <laughs> and then she says uh you the reason Harvey Weinstein had to see his conclusion. You the reason R Kelly can't recognize that he's abusive. And he says, man, shut the fuck up. We all know you're still playing his music. (laughs) And then he goes and says, let's tell the truth, okay? Women in general just can't get along. Why R&B bitches don't feature on each other's songs? That sounds like some Kevin Samuels type shit, man. (laughs) Like, see, women in general can't get along. Y'all don't even like each other. Yeah. That sounds like some red pill. I mean, I'm not saying it ain't true. But <laughs> it sounds the way he delivered it, it sounded like some red pill manosphere, you know, uh, uh, women, women don't even like each other. And, and why are you mad? Because we don't like you sometimes like that. It sounded like that type of shit. Mm. So part of me figures like there's no way Kendrick actually said this in an argument. <laughs> so yeah. part of me feels like it's like a uh, a role play or a parody, sarcastic, uh, a little bit parody, parody of yeah between a black man and a black woman exactly that's kind of how i felt towards the end because it got kind of ridiculous in their (laughs) argument but yeah interesting song like you said i probably won't ever go back to it um like i said the alchemist beat was wasted here (laughs) i gotta be honest but interesting song i would have liked to see him actually rap and make a song on there but i had i had no problem with this because the way the album is going it, it to me it kind of seemed like it was like all over the place. It's like trying to touch everything, yeah. like it, it's like trying to touch everything that have to do with mental health. That's the uh, fortieth mm-hmm. thousand time I said it, but it has something to do with mental health, and this is something that's part of it. You know, being in a toxic relationship. That was a toxic relationship. If you you know during that song, so I um like I said I ain't have a problem with I thought. I guess maybe this the creative part of me where I'm like, damn, to even do something like that 
it's cool because I don't think I can do anything like that. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I ain't, I ain't have a problem. Would I want him to the to do a real song over that beat? Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, I ain't really have a problem with, it, especially with it being Kendrick. I I ain't have a problem with that. And um, I, I, yeah, I like the way that, because I feel like the other song, the other people that did it, other rappers, it was more of a song you could actually play. <laughs> you yeah. can't actually play this. Chicken and, has a classic, man. You can play yeah, anywhere. Yeah, that's a that's a cool, that's a real good song. You can't mm-hmm. you can't play this in a club, man. Yeah, you, you can't, can't play this anywhere, man. Yeah, it, it, it this seemed like it was trying to make a point. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, interesting song. I, like I said, the most controversial, I think, and ha- we'll have think pieces written about it. How the man's actually the toxic one here, and he's <laughs> talking nonsense. And Kendrick had this whole fantasy in his mind. That's not. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see how the discourse goes. But I'm just telling you, it's gonna be bad, <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. Uh, now let's go. We are halfway through the album. Might take a little quick restroom break after this next track because you know. Mm. It is what it is. We got nine tracks more to go after this. We're going to try to speed through a little of them. But yeah, the next song is called Purple Hearts. Another R&B centric song featuring Summer Walker and Ghostface Killer. Now, if you told me Ghostface is going to be an album, the last song I would suspect he was going to be on would be a song with Summer Walker. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In my opinion. But to me, it worked. I actually mm-hmm. like Ghostface on his song. I liked him talking like his more real shit. Uh, I actually like Ghostface. I think it worked. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel forced. And I liked his verse. I enjoyed it. Summer Walker. Eh. <laughs> eh. Like, look. I, okay. I, I Sidebar, man. Uh-oh. There's a bar that bothers me, and I just gotta talk about it because I'm sick of this shit, dog. From her or fr- from, from her? Okay. From her, she says, "It ain't no, it ain't love if you ain't never eat my ass." <laughs> okay, I'm calling for a moratorium on ass eating in lyrics. <laughs> Have we had enough yet? Yeah, you ain't how, t- how long you ain't is tired, this shit gonna go on? You ain't man? tired like, of eating the booty like groceries, dog. I don't care. Look, <laughs> that's it's all her fault. <laughs> Janae Aiko started this bullshit, man. Okay, it is ever since she's said that bar. This is all women talk about in R and B, especially in like the thought oriented R and B. Yeah, is ass eat. Like, can we stop <laughs> saying like, look, man, I, I, I'm sick of this shit. I don't care what you do. Just don't don't put this in a fucking song, man. Yeah. <laughs> don't R and B is already bad enough shape as it is. Can we exclude the ass eating descriptions and talk yeah. from the songs, please? <laughs> I, I just personally had enough, and that bar bothered me. Summer Walker, I, I don't have a real problem with her, but just some sh- lines like that are like. R and B truly is dead. When yeah. I think about shit like this, niggas really singing about eating ass, and women yeah. singing about eating or having their ass eaten. Like, <laughs> I, I just I, I'm getting sick of this. I know it's uh, it was one bar in a long song, but it bothered me. Okay, <laughs> enough to bring it up on the podcast uh, when discussing this album. 
because yeah. I'm sick of it. <laughs> but other than that, the song was cool. What do you think about it, Figgy? Um, I like the song a lot. I like, like, I agree with you. I feel like Ghostface killed it. Um, but earlier I mentioned how um, I thought something was interesting with the um, with the feature he got on here. He got Summer Walker on here, yeah. and no Scissor. I thought that was I thought that was a little strange. Like I would have yeah. thought Scissor been on here before Summer Walker, and I like I like me personally I like Scissor better. I know you don't like none of them, but <laughs> I like I like Scissor better. <laughs> and I was surprised that Summer Walker made a TDE album and not Scissor. So I kind of wonder what what was the backstory on that. I wonder Scissor was she supposed to be on this? And you know, for whatever reason, she couldn't get on it, and they had to go to Plan B. I'm I'm kind of curious what was the mindset with this. And then I'm gonna mention again, <laughs> going back to mental health. So I wonder because we all know uh, people, a lot of people was using the mental health thing with uh, Summer Walker. I wonder was that maybe some of the reason he he wanted her on his album? I know the song had nothing to do with. You know, mm-hmm. mental health or anything like that, but I wonder. Um, I'm trying to figure out the reason why he has Summer Walker on there. I don't think, I don't think it was just because she could sing, and, and let me get her on. Or I always wanted to work with her because yeah. he, he got Kodak Black on here, he got Ghostface on here. I, I, you know, that's not too far <laughs> because you know I can see a Ghostface and Kendrick collab, but um. Yeah, that's kind of out the ordinary too. That's kind of up there with the Kodak Black. I I ain't see them uh, him and Summer Walker um, making a song like this on, on on an album like this. Maybe maybe during the damn album I could have seen that, but I don't even think Summer Walker was you know hot hot like that during that time. But I um that's kind of surprised me a lot. I was really surprised that she was on here and no scissor. And no TDE people at all, for that matter. Yeah, that's interesting. And look, I have to assume something happened behind the scenes because, look, they've been very private about it. Kendrick is a private person, period. So we might never find out what happened unless somebody from TDE talks. But yeah, it looked like they ain't talking the, either. They, yeah, they actually the fact like that not only did Kendrick not put anything out for about four years, he didn't even feature on other TDE albums in that mm-hmm. time. And he puts out the first message he puts out about his new album is that it's the last TDE album he's doing mm-hmm. or the last album he's putting out on TDE. Yeah. And like, that's the first thing we knew about the album is that number one, it, it was coming soon and it was his final TDE album. He made sure to highlight that. Yeah. So I always thought that was interesting and then this album comes out and has nobody from TDE on it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if this is his goodbye to the label, you would think if he cool with the people, he could have them scissor. Yeah. Like Isaiah Rashad would be he, somebody, especially he, with all he's gone through. Yeah. Because put the, him on the Kendrick album. Yeah. And like I said, Summer Walker, um, and this is no disrespect to her, but she ain't like no unique type of voice. It's not like you got mm-hmm. Chrisette Michelle or, you know, uh, John Legend, some some type of recognizable voice that will work in that <laughs> in that song. 
I feel like it could be Scissor or or uh, Summer Walker. Yeah, and I, I'm just kind of curious why, you know, why no Summer Walker? I'm sure she would have been available for the album. Yeah, Scissor definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like until somebody talks, we'll never know. Yeah. But I mean, the pieces are piling up, and assuming that something happened between him and TDE and, and they ain't really cool like that no more. You know, I don't mm. know if it's just with top dog or with the label mates too. I don't know, but he seems to have completely split from them and he's going on tour and nobody from TDE is joining him on tour. Yeah. So interesting. Like I'm sure J rock ain't doing much at home right now. He could have gone on tour with you too, man, but yeah, it is what it is. So, yeah, and of an era, truly, but I don't know. Until somebody says something, we don't all we can do is speculate, but it seems pretty obvious that something happened. Yeah. And the, the relationship has changed, but who knows? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, take with a that quick being, break, real quick. Yeah. We we are at the halfway point of the album. We still got nine tracks to go. We promise it won't be this long going through the rest of the nine. <laughs> but um, let me go take a real quick restroom break, man. And I'll be right back. All right, cool. Hey, it's Figgy Fig, and I got to tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years. And finally, I decided to get it checked out with Dr. Pittman. After my first two appointments, my neck and back felt amazing. My body feels rejuvenated, and I actually walked out the office faster than when I walked in. And you can have that same feeling. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specialize in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, and so much more. Make your appointment today. 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can check them out online at PCAWellness.com. That's PCAWellness.com. And tell them Figgy Fig sent you. All right, back at it, back at it, back at it. Um, so yes, we are going to talk about the back half of the album now. Um, nine tracks left, and let's get into it without further ado, man. Next song is "Count Me Out," um, featuring is anybody featured? No, nope. no features on here. Um, I thought it was a pretty good song. I don't have a lot to say about it. I thought the beat was nice. I thought it was a, a nice self-reflective song. Um, one of my probably top four tracks for me on an album in general. I like the song a lot, but there's really nothing to break down or say on my end about it necessarily. I just like the introspective lyrics, the self-reflection he expresses. But he mentions, you know, he kind of mentions the absence he's taken with the I love when you count me out. How people have said, you know, hey, you ain't top no more. You ain't everybody gonna laugh to you. You sat out for five years. He's kind of using that as fuel mm. for his next whatever this might be. He's doing in music now, but you can tell he's still motivated. Still got the fire in him, and this song kind of proves it. So I thought it was cool, but nothing really to break down on my end. What about you, Figgy? Yeah, I thought it was cool too. I like the song. Um... The one thing that kind of stuck out to me on this, he uh, he, he kind of used a little, a couple little double or triple entendres with the, with the mask. He put mask yeah. on the babies, mask on the ops. Wear masks in the neighborhoods, uh, in the neighborhood stores you shop. 
but the mask won't hide who you are inside. Look around, reality uh, carved in life and lies. So I thought that was kind of cool. So um, to kind of look at it like that, um, that was the only thing I took away from it. But I thought it was a cool song. I agree. I agree. Um, next up, we have um, the song "Crown." The song is um, this is kind of where he gets more deep into, you know, and it, you could even assume this is what the album art is about. You know, mm-hmm. the crown people put on him. Mm-hmm. He kind of addresses all that. He kind of addresses his absence. He addresses, you know, basically how everybody expects so much of him and we're disappointed, but he can't please everybody. That's one line that's repeated over and over and over again. And Kenny does that a whole lot. He repeats certain bars over and over again. But he went kind of extra hard here <laughs> with the I can't please everybody. Yeah. And he says that over and over again. I can't please everybody. Um, he also says uh, there will be a time when somebody needs you and you're not there. And then you say no. And all you've done gives them amnesia. Kind of speaking on how, you know, he's done so much, but nobody can remember because he didn't do anything in a moment. Yeah. You know, or has been silent. He also says, heavy is the head that chose the crown to whom is given much is required now. Which kind of you can read that as him kind of rejecting what people like the head was kind of for the crown was kind of forced on him or he chose the crown, he says. But then a lot was required to go with it that he didn't live up to Mm. for whatever reason. Yeah. But. Uh, also, to mention, also to mention that that's a Shakespeare line <laughs> a famous yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not into Shakespeare at all so <laughs> I would not have got that I just read that so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard it but I didn't I didn't put together that it was, I wonder what it's from because I've, I've heard it definitely tons of times but I don't uh, even know what play Hen- it's from Henry the fourth part two. Oh, okay okay that makes sense okay. some, people, some people who are literate more literate than <laughs> us are shaking their head now <laughs> <laughs> I thought your Negroes were smart. Yeah, sorry, I don't, I don't watch Shakespeare not plays, me, but man. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, and I was asleep during <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so yeah, he talks about he can't please everybody. He can't even please himself. He thought a new car would help, but when that new car get old, he sure do want something else. So can we all relate? Yeah, truly. <laughs> mm-hmm. You think one thing is gonna please you, you get it, and then you still empty inside. Yep. You know, only mm-hmm. thing is we ain't got millions of dollars and we ain't rappers, but yep. And, you know? and yep. And to me, um, I thought the song was cool too. But um that go back to mental health. It show you that he was actually going through something, man. So clearly he was trying to please everybody but couldn't. And, you know, he was clearly going through something in his uh in his with his mental. He mentioned I don't even know if this is true or not, but the new car didn't help. <laughs> and he was still going through those problems. So it show you, you know, I'm not sure if he on the internet a lot or if this is just in life. And he mentioned a couple things too, how, you know, people get amnesia, but um, yeah, man, it show you that, you know, he kind of, um, he's, he wasn't happy at one point. I don't know where he is now, but at one point he wasn't happy. Yeah. And um, yeah, he I mean, he brings up I, I assume he's not on the Internet 
because he mentions he has a broken phone and even on the uh in the uh image promoting that the album was coming soon that he dropped last year he said i go months without a phone mm. so i assume he's kind of removed himself completely from social media uh through during the lead up to this album but i mean you can't avoid it completely clearly he's heard the criticism he's heard what people are saying and he re- did respond to all that so yeah. clearly he's not completely unplugged yeah. but to some extent it's not he's Jay-Z. definitely not plugged <laughs> in yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, next song is uh, called Silent Hill featuring Kodak Black. Now, as a gaming nerd, I was disappointed that this had nothing to do with the video game. Of course not. I, I was surprised <laughs> you even got excited <laughs> over that. Like, look, I knew it didn't, okay? I was just <laughs> fucking around, but I was just holding out. Like, yeah. I, how maybe a Drake had a song called Final Fantasy on Scorpion. <laughs> And now Kendrick got a song called Silent Hill mm. on his. Hmm, maybe he's trying to prove he can do video game tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, yeah, I'm trying. Look, this, this probably had nothing to do with each other, but I'm trying to make it have something to do with each other. Yeah, we got we got what to was, invent. What was what here. was um, Final Fantasy about? Final Fantasy is like a role playing game. Everyone mm. is different. Like there's. No. No, Six, not, 15 not, of them. No, 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 not the uh, video game. Oh, the song? The oh, song. it was like some it was like a sex song, dog. Like it was a okay. random ass just Drake freaky okay. song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't nothing like this. Yeah. I thought you were asking what the game was. Oh about. no, I, I remember like, <laughs> I actually remember the game. I never really played the game. I wasn't really into it. It was a little too yeah. anime for me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um yeah, I was trying to put these two together. S- Silent Hill and yeah, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Silent Hill was like a horror game. It was kind of like Resident I, Evil. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So, yeah, I played that game. I ain't really care yeah. for uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an acquired taste, man. That's all I could say. <laughs> but so yeah, I don't have to say about this song either. Um, interesting. The the Kodak, you know, Kendrick let Kodak take over the song. Mm-hmm. He gave this song to uh, Kodak, yeah. which you know Kendrick had a short verse, but he basically gifted this one to Kodak. Um, look, like I said, I have no idea how this friendship sparked. <laughs> like it seemed like the most random pairing in rap. Yeah, Kodak and Kendrick, but it worked. The song was cool. <laughs> um, maybe he's trying to help Kodak rehabilitate his image. I don't know, but. I thought it was cool, man. I mean, there's a lot of Kodak on this album. Either you like him or you don't. But this song itself was fine. I enjoyed it. What about you, man? Um, the Kodak. I, look, when I heard this song, I was, first of all, when I seen he was on the song, I was like, oh, shit, I'm kind of excited. Now, listening to the other, you know, him being the intros and the loops, at that point, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm really excited now. And I think he lived up to uh, it lived up to the hype. I, I like that song a lot. <laughs> um, I'm gonna check out some more Kodak Black shit <laughs> just off the strength of this. And um, this kind of this this part this little duo kind of remind me of when um, when uh, Kanye got Chief Keef <laughs> on, yeah. on a couple shit. And now that that make more sense because they both from Chicago. But they were still like totally opposite, in my opinion, because you wouldn't even thought both of them was from the from Chicago. 
because it was like totally it was drill music verse versus the you know the little backpack um Kanye type shit soul um soul type shit and um this with the uh this kind of remind me of that it's kind of taking somebody that's out of your element and putting them in your element and I always thought that was dope man I I I tried doing that as a rapper like reaching out to somebody who who you know don't make the type of music I make and trying to put them in the type of music I make just for me for my purpose and um I, it's funny I actually did that with Shank uh friend of the show uh RTN Shank yeah uh, I had them hop on like a soulful beat and during that time I never heard him on anything like that he was doing a lot of trap shit and it worked <laughs> he sounded amazing and you know, long after, um, I you know, I realized that you know his family and it, he was actually born in New York, and his fam all his family's from New York, and that's what he grew up on. So I'm like, damn, it makes sense, and he sound good on it. <laughs> so I think he's doing more shit like that now, but I thought it was perfect because nobody in the city heard him in that element, and I'm a big I'm a big fan of that. So I I like to hear um, yak. As as the kids say, mm. <laughs> uh, I like to hear Yak with uh, <laughs> with Kendrick on this type of um, in this type of space. I agree. Um, it was a cool, like I said, unexpected but very welcome. You know, I thought uh, Kodak did his thing on this album, man. Like, mm. look, uh, you you can say what you want about the personal stuff. I understand if yeah. you just don't want them on the album. Period. I get it. Do pe do people still do people still talk about the personal stuff with that? With, uh, yeah, ahead. people. Really? I saw people upset or calling out the fact that uh, he has a alleged abuser on uh, this album. Uh, you know, so that's where it's going with that. And mm -hmm. Look, feel however you want to feel. I understand, but I'm just talking from a lyrical perspective. I thought he did his thing, so that's just my opinion. But yeah. I'm sure there's people who are just going to be look. People write think pieces about anything. Like, okay, to, they yeah. got, they really got mad at Kendrick because he said he wants a natural built woman. Yeah, without no fucking surgery and these, shit. These same, these same people just need to go to just listen to gospel music at this point. Yeah, <laughs> like you want somebody super clean with no no trouble pass or anything like that. Listen, don't listen to Kirk Franklin because he got a little yeah. stuff going on. But listen to some gospel music. Listen to some Christian rap or something, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. People are always gonna be upset and like, look, Kodak has, has definitely dug his own grave. To yeah. be honest, with things he said and done yeah. in public, outside of allegations, so like I get why he's controversial, but I don't know. Sonically, it sounded good to me. Uh, the mix of Kodak and Kendrick, and that's all I'm judging it off of. So yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, the next song is a interlude, um, a basically a Baby Keem. You know, mm -hmm. Baby Keem and Kendrick are very close. They're related. They're cousins. And, you know, Keem has also appeared on this album as well. Did a whole interlude by himself. Uh, Figgy, what do you think about this interlude and what do you think about Baby Keem in general? Um, I'm low-key a ba uh, Baby Keem fan, man. I still listen to okay. that album um, from last year. But, yeah. Yeah, I still listen to it. But um, I was okay with this interlude. Uh, nothing really stuck out to me. It seemed like he was venting on here. And that's mm -hmm. the weird thing about Baby King. Baby King seemed like he's that type. 
he's kind of in the same category as a um as a uh shoot I'm blanking on his name not not, not Kodak but um uh uh what what the hell is his name wait hold on hold oh. on. Give me, give me clues. Um, Playboy Cardi. He kind of, it, oh, yeah, it kind of yeah, yeah. seemed like he in the same category as a Playboy Cardi at times. But then he'd come out of nowhere and be like, damn, this dude got some bars. This dude actually mm-hmm. spitting some, some real shit. And then you could kind of see, oh shit, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I see, I see um, how that's Kendra's cousin <laughs> because they kind of got the same type of style a little bit, but. Yeah, baby. no, they do. There, there are some moments on this album where I thought Baby Keem was their delivery and flow is very similar. Yeah, I don't know if Kendrick is writing for Baby Keem or what's going on, yeah. but they they sound very similar at some yeah. points. Yeah, at first I thought this first verse in this um thing was Kendrick mm-hmm. because he said, "You ever um you ever seen your mama strung out while you study divisions." Yeah, um, your uncle stole from you day after Christmas. I'm thinking that's Ken- I, th- I thought that was Kendrick in his bag a little yeah. bit. I'm like, okay, and it wasn't. But um, I thought this was cool. I ain't got nothing really too special uh, about this one. Yeah, that was all right. I mean, I think Baby King is okay. Um, I, just like I said, he sounds a lot like Kendrick. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know who's biting. I'm not saying they're biting. I'm sure they're sharing or being craved together, whatever, however you want to say it. But it, it is starting to mix a little bit. And I don't know if that's the best for Baby Keem's future, but who knows? People like him, so it is what it is. He was on a Kanye album. He was on a Kendrick album. He seems to be like the new Chance the Rapper, but less corny because he's everywhere now, man. Yeah. He shit. So. Grammy winner. He won a Grammy. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Remember, he won a Grammy. Was it for the Kanye song? It was for I, I want to say either his uh, I want to say either his, one of his songs I think it might have been a song with Kendrick. He won best rap performance for Family Ties. Yeah, yeah, that's what oh it was. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was gonna okay. say either the song or something something with that song. But yeah, yeah, and he yeah, was actually like, he was actually there too. He was the lone person in hip hop that was there. Oh yeah, <laughs> to set the war. I think everybody was low key boycotting. But oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the Kendrick definitely wasn't there. Yeah, but yeah, good for him. Good for him. I mean, that's kind of like Robert Ory getting a chip with the Lakers. Yeah, he came off the bench. Of the- <laughs> he yeah. hit a big shot. Yeah, but Kendrick kind of carried his, it. But yeah, hey, it's his shit. <laughs> yeah, he gra- on his album. Yeah. So yeah, he, he Grammy uh, Grammy Award winning <laughs> artist now. Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, can't take that away from him, man. Yeah. Um, so now we are at what I consider the meat and potatoes of the album, the song called Savior. Now, in this song, Kendrick is a lot more open about his absence, uh, the critics, uh, the the way people prop him up as this savior, and the song is called that, of mm-hmm. everything of hip hop, black people, etc. This is his this is his response to all that to people who critiqued him for his absence during the George Floyd protests, having nothing to say for about COVID. Yeah. Like he addresses that all here. Yeah. We've been talking about that. (laughs) Yeah. And he starts it out. He 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 holds no punches. He starts it out by saying Kendrick made you think about it, but he is not your savior. Cole made you feel empowered, 
but he is not your savior. Future said, get a money counter, but he is not your savior. I don't know who thinks Future is their savior, um, but he did say uh, that regardless. Shit, it's a lot of people, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he also said, Braun made you get his flowers, but he is not your savior. Um, now, my initial thought, I, I didn't care to go back on it, but I kind of feel like he was responding to No Name. If you remember, she critiqued J. Cole and I believe Kendrick too, and maybe LeBron. I don't think she, I don't know if she has anything about future. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering if these were all names that no name had called out mm-hmm. for people who weren't doing anything during the protests in 2020 and everything, all the unrest that was going on. And the so-called conscious rappers were nowhere to be seen. And of course, J. Cole responded immediately. <laughs> and this might be Kendrick's response to that too. I'm sure it is to everybody, but I was wondering if there was like a jab at no name here mm. by saying Cole is not your savior. Kendrick is not your savior. So mm. just my thought on that. Yeah, I'm 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 cheating a little bit. I'm on genius looking at some of the comments. <laughs> I, I sometimes I get get into this to try to see where you know where they thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of see if am I crazy or not, but um, so apparently, so he named Cole, he named Future, he named and, and he named Bron, LeBron, and um, on here is saying Cole um obviously is known for up uh uplighting messages, and you know mm-hmm. we we all know that fluff, and yeah. so it looked like he you know in this verse he said Cole made made you feel empowered but he's not your savior so mm-hmm. that's kind of putting that putting that to bed because he got a couple songs talking about that um future you, we know what future is known for that lavish life you know he got songs like fuck up fuck up some commas and blah 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 and he's and in this verse he said future said get a money counter but he's not your savior um, now with Brian, uh, Kendrick said in the verse, Brian made you give his flowers, but he's not your savior. And um, on here is pretty much saying how um, after the 2016, after he defeated the Warriors in 2016, um, remember, I think LeBron said this in an interview or something, but he was saying he demanded his damn respect. <laughs> remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, so, um, that's pretty much saying Brian made you give his flowers, demanding the respect. So maybe that's that's um, something to it. So um, maybe I, I'm thinking that I don't I don't think it have anything. Did no name actually mention Kendrick before? I looked at the tweet, and mm-hmm. she said this, and I quote: "Poor black." And this was this was almost uh to the day. Two oh, years shit. ago, Damn. in May 29th, 2020, she said, poor black folks all over the country are putting their bodies on the line in protest for the collective safety and y'all favorite top selling rappers not even willing to put a tweet up. Niggas whole discographies be about black plight and they are nowhere to be found. <laughs> I mean, and everybody, even in the comments, everybody assumed that was a Kendrick shot. Yeah. So, look. I don't know if she's specific, he's specifically mentioning that, but I would assume that 
he is plugged in enough to where he knew that him and no name or no name and J Cole had a beef about this shit. So mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching, but that's how I took it. The fact that he made, he only named these names, you know, mm. and he made sure to put J Cole in there too. Yeah, because he was getting tore up about it too. Yeah, it's funny. It, it's funny because I'm I'm looking more into this, and actually the LeBron line was a replacement line. Do you want to know what the original line was according to Apple Apple Music? The lyrics on Apple. Go ahead, Music? go ahead and tell me. The replacement line was, "Yay said to speak loud, but he's not your savior." Mm. So he had Kanye in there. <laughs> mm. And what is Kanye know known for? Uh, his, being outspoken. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be honest, it was smart that he removed that because I don't think anybody sees Kanye as like a a savior of black people at this point. I mean, yeah. this man says slavery no. was a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the, the jig is up on Kanye. Yeah, I uh, think... He's supporting Trump outs- and everything. Yeah, outside the music part and some of the crazy fans, I don't think we look at LeBron... I mean, we don't look... We, we don't look at Kanye as up there with the LeBrons and, you know, all the other people we... Uh, definitely not future, but... Yeah. We don't look at him... As you know, one of them. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so that, that was that was kind of odd too, but it is what it is. Anyway, so yeah, um on this song, Kendrick, along with Baby King doing some background as well. Um, he goes full in against people who label him as savior. Some standout bars, and there's a few of them. He you know, he says, I seen niggas arguing about who's blacker. Or first he said, I like it when they pro-black, but I'm more Kodak black. <laughs> Which maybe that is the point of him putting Kodak on there to yeah. let people know I'm, still I'm not Marcus Garvey, y'all. <laughs> I'm more like Kodak. I'm just a, I'd be an ignorant rapper too sometimes. Yeah. You know. Um, he also says, I seen niggas arguing about who's blacker, even blacked out their screens and called a solidarity. Me med- meditating in silence made you want to tell on me. Mm. So he's saying, like, look, he's being quiet and everybody's calling him out. Then he also talked about how people are too scared to say what's on their mind because of cancel culture. He says, quote, bite, they bite their tongue in a rap lyrics, scared to be crucified about a song, but they won't admit it. Politically correct is how you keep an opinion. Niggas is tight lit. Fuck who dare to be different. Mm. So now he's saying it's dangerous to even speak your mind in rap. Um, I'm sure that'll be controversial as well. But Kendrick, he's letting it fly here, man. He don't give a fuck no more. He's letting people know how he feels about the current uh, political, I guess, cancel culture, if you call it that, on social media. Um, He also says, quote, the cast out the bag. I'm not your savior. I find it just difficult to love thy neighbors, especially when they people got ambiguous favors, but their heart's not in it. Everything for the paper and people just want to be on the right side for history. And so, yeah, he kind of goes in on basically. Telling people they need to think for themselves and not look to people like Kendrick or J. Cole or anybody else for guidance because they're not the ones and people have gone too far for canceling people for things or for their opinions or controversial thoughts. So 
that's what he's saying on the song, man. I like the song a lot. I like the beat a lot. I thought the beat was really good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is basically what I consider the heart of the album. What Kendrick really wants to say to people uh, in response to his absence for the past five years and all the critics who called him out for not saying anything. I thought it was cool. I have mixed feelings about it, but I want to get your feelings first, man. What do you think about this song in general, Figgy? I like the song. Um, I like it a lot. I thought the beat was cold too. Um, I'm kind of looking, I'm so interested in genius <laughs> and, you know, them breaking down these lyrics. Now you can't really take these lyrics as gold. These are people like me and you probably mm-hmm. putting what they think. And, yeah, um, sometimes I mean, some sometimes you can't trust it at all, man. Yeah, it'd be like, yeah, no offense to white people, but it'd be some white people who don't know rap like that. Yeah, honestly, it'd be, like they don't even know what the references are or, sometimes. Or, to be honest, it'd be Twitter people who put yeah, too much too. into it, where it's like it's not even that. I was just rhyming two things together, but um, yeah, um, the the first verse is what kind of caught my attention. He said, um. Yeah, the part where he said two times center uh confidence judge of my life, uh bat peddler, what they say, you do the cha cha. I'ma stand I'ma stand on it. Six five from five five. Fun fact, I ain't taking shit back. Like when it um, you know, like the line you said, um, like it when they pro black, but I'm more Kodak. And uh in that last line, the Kodak black um last line. On here, they say they was uh, likely referring to how um, those who backed out, who blacked out the screens. Remember that air? That was so yes. That was so yes, damn. That was so damn goofy. I can't remember yeah, no, if I did it or like not. Kellogg's cornflakes, man, <laughs> blacking oh, out their man. avatar like all right. It was, it, shoot, it was people around here doing oh, yeah. that. I was just like, oh, oh my yeah. god, like, like that was that was probably the worst trend out of all of this, yeah, man. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> It was bad. Yeah, the Blackout Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. whatever that was. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, and um, they they were saying um, he was referring to how those who blacked out their screens and called it uh, solidar- uh solidarity are only pro black for those who aren't like Kodak and uh, who gain noticeable uh, political attention after his part uh, pardon and you know support of Donald Trump. So um, I wonder if he was really talking about that line, or he was just saying, you know, uh, I'm more I'm more hood like Kodak. <laughs> I wonder if it's a, a deeper meaning, um, or is hmm. it just a, you know, I'm just a hood nigga. <laughs> I think that's basically what he was saying. That, yeah. that was my interpretation, but you never yeah, know. That, yeah, that was mine too. But when I read this, it kind of it's kind of like okay, but um. Yeah, on here they got it deep where I guess um it was the whole social media overnight activist aspect of it, aspect of it. And um yeah, I I guess it kind of it kind of makes sense a little bit. And uh side note, uh throughout this whole album, what do you think the um the um the high steppers mean? The um the the steppers is is that um, because I've seen a couple people saying, you know, maybe people that tap dance for the man or whatever. It was an ongoing motif in the songs. 
a yeah. lot of the songs had intros and outros with the stepping. Yeah, I just thought that was just some pro black shit he thought sounded cool, but okay. I, I don't know really what he meant by it. Yeah, you know, I I it, thought about it when I seen this line that the bat peddlers what they say you do the cha cha. Yeah, I'm gonna stand on it. Uh, I'm pretty much I'm gonna stand on the tall. He said I'm gonna stand on the six five, from five five. So. It seemed like I'm standing on my shit type thing. And then, fun fact, I ain't taking shit back. So pretty much whatever he said, he you know, he's standing on it. And uh, I was wondering, like, now I wonder, is the hot, is the steppers, is that more of a thing where y'all out here tap dancing type thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what made me think about that part. I mean, it's possible. All yeah. things are possible with Kendrick, man. You never know. And that's the like, thing, we, like we said earlier, the cool thing about his art is that it's subject to interpretation you could take a million different interpretations of you know what what he's talking about here and they can make sense but yeah uh oh another thing too kodak has five letters and black has five oh man Mm, what does it mean Mm, more fives you got to break down everything that has five anything in this album okay Mm -hmm. uh but I'm mixed about this song, man. On one end, I respect the fact that Kendrick is just saying, look, I'm not who y'all thought I was or who y'all want me to be. I'm just me. I'm a family man. Don't expect me to be out there on the front lines. Fair enough. But I think No Name had a point, too. Like, the country was descending into chaos. They're playing your music out there. Yeah. You couldn't say anything. Yeah. You couldn't put a video out. You couldn't mm. put a tweet out. You couldn't put a pic on Instagram expressing that you feel their pain and anything. Like I said, it, it wouldn't have helped, but it, it, it would have meant a lot to people who were going through a lot at the time. People who were fans of his. Yeah. I didn't need it. Yeah. But I'm saying it would have been a, a good look, better look than not saying anything. Yeah. And the radio silence from him was kind of deafening. I'm not saying he should have been killed over it, mm-hmm. but I still don't see why he couldn't have said anything during that time. People are out there protesting, playing his music yeah, and nothing. Mm-hmm. It was crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. This, so, uh, this song is probably his most political song. Oh because yeah. It's a lot of little hidden meanings on, you know, all the stuff that was going on. They even mentioned like uh, some of the, like, truth it resides in the fire they need of his dire like they saying that you know is referring to some of the um the black the the protests over the years over the past Mm -hmm. couple years so it seemed like he kind of speaking out on him not really (laughs) or i guess him being silent yeah but even through silence i feel like you could do things like jay-z reportedly had been paying the bails for people to get out of if they had been arrested at a protest or something. Yeah. And like, even things like that, you know, him helping behind the scenes, even if you don't want to make his name, like a big part of it, but just to say you are meditating in silence. Yeah. Like, man, that's kind of shitty to me. I gotta be honest. Because if you, if you look at somebody like Kendrick, if you listen to his music, he seemed like the type of person that would be on the front line. Yeah, that you would, would think be, that would be, you know, all, you know, power to the people type shit outside of music. And, you know, like I said, I don't know. It seemed like if 
if this album was talking about the stuff he went through since his album Damn, then I guess I kind of get it. <laughs> Maybe he was mm-hmm. going through a lot of shit, a lot, a lot of mental shit. But uh, artists like this, I almost expect them to say something. And, yeah. you know, I'm like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of artists trying to, you know, being forced to say something. But, um, yeah, somebody like him, I was, you know, I was kind of expecting him to, you know, at least put an album out during this time <laughs> or something out during this like, time. Like, a song, man. Shit, Lil Baby like, put a fucking song out <laughs> during Lil this Lil time, Lil Baby man. was the only one. And then that song is so shitty, too. Like, that that was such a both-sides-ass song. I really can't stand that shit. But at least he did something. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, went, out, he went out the way and did it, man. <laughs> I don't like him recording music video in the protest. That shit was kind of whack to me. But, you know, yeah. whatever. But, well, yeah, he could have... Like I said, a tweet, an Instagram picture, something to show that I see y'all out there playing my shit. I stand with y'all. Would have went a long way with people who were out there in his fan base. And he didn't do it, man. For whatever reason, like you said, it could be mental issue, things that he was going through. He just didn't feel it. It didn't feel right in his soul. Yeah, I can get that. But at the same time, I can say that's kind of shitty. Yeah. But it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, a couple other things um, he said in this song. Um, he said, I don't care f- uh, for no p- uh, public speaking. And they all like to wonder where I've been protecting my soul in the valley of silence. <laughs> so, see, like, what, what does that mean? Like, yeah. you, you just, it, like, this is the Drake critique. Yeah. You, you just gonna ball up inside while everybody else is, you know, going through hell. Yeah. I'm not like look people out there. Like I said, big fans of his going through it, trying to fight for what they believe is right. Yeah. And you're meditating in silence, protecting your soul. Like okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's what it is. But yeah. yeah. So he's at least he let us know what 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 type of time he's on. Yeah. So I don't think anybody should be expecting anything from him. Um. If if something like this happens again. Yeah. And that is what it is. Right, nigga, I ain't trying to be out there. <laughs> yep. Remember, remember I said I ain't your savior. Yeah. <laughs> so go to some other nigga. Like, all right. Uh okay. Now we go to the next song. A very controversial song. Um yeah. <laughs> a lot right. has been said about this song. Yeah. I, I'm kind of curious. I, I would love to hear what you got to say about this song. <laughs> Look, so the song is Auntie Diaries. Skip. Is it skip for you? Look, the first list, look, man, I, I understood what he was saying. Um, and for people who haven't heard the song, he is basically describing his aunt, who is now a trans trans man. And um, he talks about the, the recurring thing is how my auntie is a man now and how basically he describes the discrimination she faced or he faced and his cousin faced as well for their sexual orientation and how, you know, he, he says the F word in this quite a bit, but yeah. he does it from the point of how we he used to say it yeah. all the time, but he didn't think about the effect it had yeah. on his auntie or cousin and how the family judged him, how the church shunned them for what they were. Mm-hmm. But he realized after time that, you know, he, he people were having human experiences um, 
uh, a tab says don't roast Kendrick for being quiet. You and me and Earth are introverts. So is Kendrick. He probably got social anxiety. I mean, probably. I'm sure he does because he don't do interviews or anything like that. Yeah. But I, like I said, man, the, the state of the country at that time, a, a, a tweet, an Instagram picture, a short video of him letting people know that it's just something. Because like yeah. I said, his music was being played out there, man. Yeah. Oh, in a lot of places. That, that was kind of his image, to be honest. Yeah. That, that was kind of his image. And that that was there's a lot of black revolutionary type yeah. shit he was going on. Yeah. And like I said, he ain't have to be. I didn't expect to see him at the front lines holding a picket sign or some shit, man. I didn't expect that. But like I said, he could have said something. He could have yeah. it, it could have been, been a simple honestly, it could have been a simple rest in peace, George Floyd. Yes. It could have been, you know, damn, this is crazy or, you know, and I'm not saying he got to pick a side or anything like that because, hell, I know he could be, you know, on the other side. But Mm -hmm. a simple, hey, you know, rest in peace to George Floyd or, hey, he he helped out George Floyd's family or something like that where it's like, okay, Kendrick, he paying attention. Yeah, he, he he doing a little something because you you have people look out for George Floyd um, family, so it's kind of like all right, they you know he doing something, but he was just totally MIA. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I don't know what he was going through. Maybe you know he he was really going through something bad where he, he, you know he had to help himself first. But um, I mean, obviously we ain't know <laughs> and. You got this guy that's saying, you know, nigga, we gonna be all right, <laughs> type thing, and and during the most craziest time of our lifetime, when it comes to you know the uh, the race element, he was he was gone. <laughs> yeah, and like Kendrick is not like LeBron; he, he don't have a lot to lose in terms of like endorsements and shit. Yeah. Like, let's be real, man. He kind of plays to the beat of his own drum. He can do what what he wants. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he faced cancellation for saying something or faced controversy. So it was a choice he made to stay silent. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we got to respect that for some for some people. But me personally, I just thought he could have done he could have said something. But it is what it is. Like we said. Yeah. Um, so back to the song, man. Like we said, the song is about um, the discrimination his auntie had faced when she had transitioned to a man and also the cousin uh, in his orientation as well. And kind of calling out the homophobia in a black community, being critical of it. And at the very end, he talks about the viral moment in which he brought that white fan. I, I forgot all about this until I heard this and I looked it up and it was still funny. <laughs> what song was it? There was a viral moment in, um, uh, where well, he talks about the end of the song where he brought the white girl upstage to sing with him. And he, she started rapping the nigga parts. And uh-huh. I think it was good kid, Mad city. Oh, okay. Said, okay. Man down. Where are you from, my oh, nigga? Oh, yeah. She kept I saying remember. nigga. I, for, I and, forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. I it, look up the video when you get a chance, I, man. I it's still funny that. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so he brings that up and he says, okay, y'all can say the F slur as long as you cool with the white girl saying the N word. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I get where he's going with it. So 
I didn't think it was a bad song, man. I yeah. get what he was doing. It's kind of like it's one of the songs I won't go back to just because it's, you know, yeah. kind of a slower song. The beat's kind of more mellow, laid back. Yeah. It's not really a song you ride around bumping. Mm-hmm. But I understood what he was saying. Um, now, I do wonder. People have theories that this is not a real person, that this is one of the characters he talked about um, in one of his earlier records. And yeah. that could be true, too. But, yeah, I thought it was a uh, if the song was Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good song, man. Yeah. I thought it was a good song. And uh, what do you think about this, dog? Because I know it's controversial in the uh, community already. People already yeah. get it apart. Yeah, I seen the uh, actually seen a tweet. It, it was kind of funny. This guy said making a song about accept acceptance and saying a slur in the same song is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People are gonna be focused on that. Yeah. I already knew that from the get go. Yeah, and honestly, I kind of understand because you know, to me, it's crazy because I, I you you can tell I've grown as a person because. When he said that, when he said the F word, I kind of jumped up a little bit like, ooh, <laughs> like that was, <laughs> you know, I listened to stuff with a lot of cussing, but still mm-hmm. that one was like, ooh. Like, yeah, it's, it's been so long since you hear it, man, yeah. especially back and forth. It was, it was so common back in the day, man, like mm-hmm. the locks, all type of people said it constantly. It was like, yeah, it, they didn't use it as like a a, a bad, so it was more of an insult to, pe- uh, you know, just to regular people. And um, yeah, when he said it, I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> like, ooh, dang!" Like you just keep saying it, like, "Ooh," but um, yeah, I um, I like the song. Um, I like, like, I agree with you. I probably wouldn't go back to it all the time, but um, to me, I kind of look at this song similar to um, I, uh, similar to the argument song, like how how creative this guy is man like i don't know if it's true or not either but just to how how this dude write songs and come up with songs and concepts where you can actually picture the song is insane man and a lot of the stuff you can't really picture but with kendrick lamar he's one of the best storytellers out there you know in, in hip-hop yeah. And you could actually picture this song. It's like, damn, you could actually paint a picture with this. And like we said, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's like, damn, I would think he, you know, this was really going on in his life. So, um, yeah, I like the song. Probably wouldn't bump it all the time. I, you know, if it come on, I'll probably play it. But, yeah, man, um you know, in this album, how far we are in this album? Um, I think we close, we are to, close last. to the end now. Yeah. yeah. Um, this album so far, he, he addressing everything, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mind you, I'm listening to it. You know, I listened to it one time and it was all over the place. <laughs> I was like, damn, this I, I, I tweeted like, damn, this album is kind of um, overwhelming a little bit because it's. He like reacting to everything. You could go down the line and it's like, damn, he talking about this. He talking about that. He talking about um, politics here and not, you know, and staying quiet. He talking, you know, everything is kind of kind of go back to mental health. I said it again, go back to mental health. But he addressing every part of mental health. And it's Mm -hmm. like, damn, like that's the only common thing. 
common thing um, on this album, but everything else is like all over the place, man. <laughs> and, um, but it's, it it still sounds so good. Yeah, it does, man. Um, so yeah, uh, like I said, controversial just because of the slur he used, but I think that was intentional to get people talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made sense in context, but look, you know, Twitter, you uh, know, social they media, a, they don't give a damn, they're gonna have man. an issue with it regardless. Yeah, um, it might, might even be an issue when, um, it's up for award consideration, you know, yeah. but who knows? Clearly, he's not worried about that because he kept it as is. Yeah, so, how, how do you feel about him actually using that word? Like, in I the mean, song. he was making a point, yeah, he was making a point. Like, you, you, you here's the thing, like. But, Saying the N word is like the the same as saying nigga, dog. Let, let's be honest. Like saying the F word, can you imagine how stupid that would sound in the song? Yeah. F word, F word, F word. You said it all yeah. like that would sound yeah. so stupid, man. You have yeah. to say it. Yeah. In the context. I'm, I'm I'm thinking as a creative person, I probably would have I probably would have beeped it out, have an actual beep in there. Because mm-hmm. you would have knew you know I'm not bleeping out fuck. So I would have definitely, I would have probably been on my creative shit and just bleep the word out, out of respect type thing. Because I don't think he have anything, anything against, you know, the LGBTQ, but. No, clearly not. He made the song. Yeah. But they, you know, some people don't, ain't trying to hear that shit, man. Like Mm. the song could be so positive and, you know, just him using that word, everything else go out the window. They saying they don't care. They, you know, they ain't trying to hear the, they ain't trying to hear the real message. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised he, he actually went on through with that. I would have got a little creative and just beeped it out out of respect. I think it's risky, but I'm not too surprised. But then again, he did uh, censor himself at the Super Bowl. So, yeah, yeah who knows, man? I, I ain't yeah. forget about that shit. <laughs> So, yeah, okay, Kendrick. <laughs> he he uh, took out po- police <laughs> or whatever he was talking about. And we hate Popo. Like, you can't say we hate Popo. Yeah. Most people wouldn't even know what Popo meant, man. Come on now, dog. She is. You that, wouldn't be still, surprised, man. <laughs> that shit still annoys me, man. Come on, man. You know what that – don't even do the song if you can't say, and we hate Popo when yeah. it shoots down in the street. It's more relevant now than ever. And you can't <laughs> – whatever, man. Whatever. Yeah. I'm about to get mad at this nigga again. <laughs> um, so next song, man, Mr. Morale. Uh, I thought it was a good song, pretty upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was kind of odd placement in between some more kind of slower, introspective songs. You know, next song he's gonna be talking about his mother and the trauma he faced kind of extensively. So to go from the trans song to this and into that sonically is kind of jarring to me yeah but i thought it was cool um a controversial bar here though he does say um i think about our robert kelly if you weren't molested i wonder if life will fail him mm. now i get what he's saying i think but i feel like if twitter gets wind of this line they're yeah. gonna say like he's making excuses for R. Kelly and his behavior. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, he I only did those things because he was molested. Yeah, this is this is a line because it really don't say much. It it can it can mean all type of different ways. 
because um, I hear people talk about it often. They, I've seen some people crazy, crazy enough to say they feel like R. Kelly is the victim too. Mm-hmm. He's also a victim because of what happened when he was younger. And, you know, not saying they trying to give him an excuse, but, you know, it's kind of like that funky looking uh, Law and Order episode where the uh, the person is molesting the kid. And then you find out that person was being molested and <laughs> down the line and they go arrest the old ass person who was doing the molesting 40 years ago or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, we can't send get all stupid. Oh, we can't send this person to jail. He was molested, and you know, it's saying, you know, it could come across like that, or some people could just take it as, why are you trying to make an excuse for him? Like, throw this motherfucker in jail. So, um, yeah, I could see people running away with this a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's his second R. Kelly. Mentioned on the album too. Remember, he brought it up during the, during uh, the argument, yeah, the, the, the fight <laughs> song too. So, yeah. yeah, man, I feel like people are gonna take these bars and maybe pick them apart. And yeah. yeah, look, I think part of what Kendrick is expressing here is that we're all flawed inside, and we all deserve some sort of understanding. Maybe not forgiveness all the time, but he, he's trying to bring up the fact that we are all, you know traumatized flawed people in ways and yeah that's gonna be controversial because people don't want to hear that about people like r kelly yeah i think there's some truth to it man so yeah he also another risk he took yeah he also mentioned in his song uh he mentioned tyler perry and i'm not sure um i haven't heard anything i don't keep up with tyler perry personal life or Mm -hmm. none but he mentioned um how he, uh, the bar was Tyler Perry, the face of a thousand rappers using violence to cover up what really happened. I'm not sure what happened with Tyler Perry, but um, I'm I'm looking at some a uh, couple notes and it said what Kendra said that Tyler Perry, you know, revealing this information make him the face of a thousand rappers. He was insinuating that many rappers are assaulted or abused as children. Then stated that violence and gang violence, some rappers take part of, you know, and um, the stuff they rap about is they using that to pretty much bury the pain and bury the trauma, the childhood trauma. So, um, I like I said, I don't keep up with Tyler Perry. I don't know if he had an interview where he said he was abused as a kid or something like that. I'm not sure what type of abuse, but um, he pretty much... Um, uh, Kendrick pretty much saying it's a lot of rappers that been abused and went through a lot of trauma as, as kids and they doing all this gang stuff to kind of cover it up. So um, back to my mental health thing and back to the theme of the album is he, he kind of all over the place, but he's on one subject. He like, yeah, <laughs> it's like he, he it's like the name of the album is called mental health. And each track is a chapter. <laughs> like we're yeah, gonna talk basically. about we're gonna talk about relation mental health. We're gonna talk about, you know, um childhood mental health. We're gonna t- I mean, he's ta- he's literally going over everything that have to do with mental health. Yeah. And he goes into that. He takes that bar, and maybe that's why he formatted it like like this, because he took that bar and he kind of expanded it in this next song. Because he talks about what he experienced. And he also talks about 
how generations have affected all this and how it happens to rappers to this day still. Mm-hmm. So he takes that and kind of folds it over into his own song in the next song. So yeah, pretty interesting foreshadowing from Kendrick there. So yeah, like I said, I thought that song was cool. Um, pro- probably not a play every time I listen to the album. I might skip it, but I thought it was alright for what it was. Um, next song is called Mother I Sober. A way more um kind of kind of laid back, kind of more serious song, definitely more serious. Yeah. Um now I have to say, I don't think I know if a lot of people really caught this. Him getting Beth Gibbons from Portishead is a huge get. Really? Like that's really just a flex because <laughs> Portishead ain't made an album since 2008 and Beth Gibbons is the lead singer of Portishead and she don't do features at all. Like she don't do features <laughs> for people, man. Yeah. So this is almost getting the Sade feature level rare. Damn. You know, Sade is like the ultimate rarest feature you can get because <laughs> she don't do any. Mm. And you know people be trying to get her for features. Mm-hmm. So if, if if features were like Pokemon, Sade would be like Mewtwo or something, like the most rare one you can get. Mm. But Beth Gibbons and Portishead is like right below that. Damn, okay. Because she don't she don't do features, man, and they don't even put out albums like that no more. They do tour sometimes, but they go along breaks in between. Damn. And you know a lot of rappers were influenced by Portishead. Kanye West says um, his second album, Late Registration, was heavily influenced by Portishead. Mm. So you know he would kill yeah. to have Beth Gibbons on his as a feature on any of his albums or any of his songs. Yeah, he should have had. He should have had one. <laughs> to be honest, like, yeah. I feel like Kanye would be the one that had a feature like this. I agree. No, he he's always propped her up and said she was a big influence on his music. And yeah, Kendrick got him. Kendrick mm. got Bono on his last album. Like he got fucking uh Chris Beth Martin. Gibbons. Yeah, he got Chris, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, he's getting he's collecting them like Pokemon, man. He's getting the rarest features out here. And now it's just a flex. I don't feel like she really added a whole lot to this song, mm-hmm. but I feel like that was just a flex to yeah. say. Look who I got. Mm-hmm. She don't even do music like that no more. And I got her. <laughs> so but Drake, yeah, just, Drake just got flex. Michael Jackson though, man. <laughs> yeah, and then he threw that song out and that cause it was a fucking flop. And he acted like it was because of the uh, allegations. Like, nigga, <laughs> shut up. That shit made me sick, man. Mm. Um, but anyway, back to the song, man. So yeah, in this song, Kendrick kind of talks about the trauma from seeing his mother beaten. And his sex addiction, he kind of goes into depth in deep about his sex addiction here. Talks about how it caused a rift between him and his wife. And he kind of relates it to like slavery and all the traumatic effects from black people being treated like second class citizens. And he talks about, you know, rappers being molested and sexually abused as well at a young age and how that affects them as well. So he really gets into all those conversations, difficult ones, but ones that need to be had, um, to be honest. So, yeah, I like the song, man. I thought it was Kendrick at his most, I, I guess, 
like mo- this is most he's ever shared. I'm assuming mm-hmm. this is all true. Mo- yeah, most open. Yeah, this is most open, most vulnerable we've ever seen Kendrick. You know, because he's really going in deep yeah. about his, his personal life and his trauma. So, yeah, definitely. This is this is kind of like you know the, the 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 I said the other song was the main course. It's like the second main course. I don't know. It, it's yeah. very much all the themes of the album kind of coalesce at, at this track. Yeah. You know, so good song, not a really replayable one just because it's so deep. And the production is kind of limited, but still, you know, heartfelt and a good track, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, It it was it's a super deep song. Um, This ain't something you gonna play in the gym. Side note, I don't think anything on this album you gonna play. Not really. This is something you just gotta sit and think about. Headphone music, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Riding by yourself type music Mm -hmm. and just thinking. But um. Yeah, I like the song too. Um, like I said, it, it's showing another part of mental health, man. It, it's it's like this is like a book on mental health, and this is the close to the last chapter. And it's like it's amazing how he's going through anything. And I'm I'm this is my prediction of it. So maybe it's not even this way. Maybe he didn't put it this way, but it's ain't like he just it, it's ain't like it's nothing but um pain from all over the place uh, from every track like i like i i can't i can't see no type of other thing he could be going through man and you know i i don't know if everything in this is true but if it is man i, I need to pray for that man because he, he, it, there's a lot to go through man like i i, I know he ain't go through all this in five years but just at, in a lifetime, man, this is a lot. This is a lot on anybody's plate. And um, and then you know, if you throw in fame and money in there, <laughs> it might be worse than the life me and you living. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because now you got a lot of money and people got the hand out. You know, all type of stuff, man. Cousins stealing from you or trying to steal from you, trying to sue you, all this other crap. So um. Yeah, man, I think he getting this is a mental health album, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sets it all on the hook too. Wow, I wish I was somebody, anybody but myself. You know, kind of kind of goes into deep about, you know, the state of mind he was in or has been in mm-hmm. and the personal issues it's caused in his own family, man. So his own, like you said, his own wife don't trust him now. He done, his addiction done fucked that up too. So yeah. yeah, very very deep song, man. A very personal song. Um, deeper than I thought Kendrick would ever go. Yeah. You know, or any of us even thought he had these issues. But mm-hmm. I mean, he he got into his bag, man, and he really kind of laid it bare for everybody to see. So yeah. yeah, good song. Um, like you said, won't be playing this in, in any other area, probably, <laughs> but uh interesting look into his life and kind of the tough discussions and talks that people just don't want to have, but we all need to hear at some point. So, mm-hmm. um, and wrapping it up, we're finally at the last track called mirror. Um, this song is basically, this can be interpreted a few ways. Now you can see it as him again, addressing that he the absence he took 
and why he did because he chose himself. But you can also interpret it as him potentially hinting at stepping away from rap entirely. Mm. You know, so th- that's kind of the theme of this song. Yeah. He says the pressure is taking over on him and he doesn't want to say the truth sometimes, but he keeps repeating, I choose me. I'm sorry. Yeah. And he also says um, at the end, maybe it's time to break it off, run away from the culture and follow my heart. Mm. So, hmm. Yeah. Retirement? I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? What are your he, theories? He also he also mentioned in his line um in this verse saying you won't grow waiting on me. So he pretty much saying, Don't wait on another <laughs> he can yep. out. Don't wait on me. Move on. Because you ain't, you know, you ain't gonna grow. And um yeah, uh yeah, it sounds like he pretty much telling the audience to stop. <laughs> And um, stop applying pressure for him to drop, <laughs> or give give opinions whenever issues and all that stuff come up. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's kind of saying a lot, man. So I don't know if we gonna, you know, I don't know if every five years would be a Kendrick album, but I I would guess, you know, that that would probably be the average. <laughs> I don't, I don't see a Kendrick album coming out every you know, year or anything like that, man. No, hell no. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, even in the hook, the hook is, I choose me, I'm sorry. He's saying, look, I'm, you know, I'm I'm picking me over everybody else. And he apologizing for picking him. So I, <laughs> I think it is, I think it is a little something there. And we remember we talked about this. How this is gonna is this gonna be his last album? I thought maybe it's gonna be his last album for good. And mm-hmm. remember we got the report that you know he's starting his he doing his own thing afterwards, maybe an own label or something like that. But um, I was wondering if he was even interested in rapping anymore <laughs> because it had been a long time, and maybe he's not really that inspired. And he mentioned that throughout the song, how, you know, he had writer's block for two years. So I wonder if he's even interested in doing music at a high level like this. Maybe, maybe he will ride off in the sunset and maybe be on this Andre 3000 thing where he just pop up on somebody verse once in a while or release something once in a while. That's what I thought too. That, that That's what I thought he was handing at here. But you know, what's really interesting too. Right when this album dropped, he announced this really worldwide tour where he's basically going to be in a new city every day starting July 16th. Mm. So it's like I'm retiring. But by the way, I'm going (laughs) on a nation worldwide tour. I'll be in Europe and New Zealand, too. And Mm. I'm going to be in every major city in the country for pretty much a new city every Mm. single day. So does this sound like the activity of somebody who is trying to get away from the rap game? To be honest, it, it kind of do. It kind of do because he didn't announce anything outside of this song. But this, to me, dropping this album and then dropping a, a tour right after that, and he's going to every city and all that stuff, that might sound cool from a you know money part. But this sounds like this is the last <laughs> this is the last um last ride. 
Like, mm. I'm going to knock out all of these cities. I'm going to go everywhere because um, a lot of artists don't do that now. They, 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 when was the last artist that did like a full blown world tour? Yeah. And he's trying to hit everything every day. And mm-hmm. he's starting as soon as July. <laughs> Usually yep. you kind of let the album cook a little bit. And, and then you drop a tour, maybe a tour date towards the end of the year for next year. Mm-hmm. But he, he dropped the album. He announced the tour, world tour. And he trying to, he trying to get get a jump on it. It's like he trying to hit everywhere before he, you know, disappear. Yeah, that could be it too, man. I don't know. It, that that could be true. Um, I, I don't know. The, even the poster says, "Come help Mister Morale get out of the box." Mm. So, like, it's basically saying, "Let's get this nigga out of the house." <laughs> and, and yeah, but this tour is huge, man. He's gonna be in Houston on the 22nd of July. Are we going? I'm down to go. Where, uh, yeah. where, where at? You know, where at? Uh, let me go ahead and click the uh, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be at the Toyota Center. Okay, all right, Friday at 7 30. Friday, 7.30. Okay. We might hmm, have to I, I take the podcast on the road, man. Yep. <laughs> we get, I better we get... not see no vaccination requirement, Kendrick, okay? You're <laughs> I, supposed to be. Dude, Kendrick is unvaxxed. I he kind of mentioned. We didn't even mention that. He mentioned Kyrie and the Vax. What song was that? It might have been the last song. I want to Was it the last song? Or I this is the remember. last song, right? Yeah, it is. Damn. what? I can't even remember what song that was. I'll look it up now because it's going to bother me. Yeah, I, I re- actually remember that. But I can't remember what song. Oh, yeah. He said, uh, what was it called? I don't even say what the song said, but he said, uh, what song was it? Hold on. Uh, okay. It was a savior. Oh, yeah. It was savior. savior? Okay. He said, seeing a Christian say the vaccine, the mark of the beast. Then he got COVID and played to Pfizer for relief. Then I got COVID and started to question Kyrie. And then he said something like, "Will I stay organic, or and just sit, uh, sit in bed sick for two weeks or something like that?" Mm. So, hmm, yeah, it is is Kendrick Lamar vaccinated? Yeah, <laughs> if he is, if he is, ain't you ain't got to worry about no vaccine card. Yeah, yeah, Man, right. we haven't. I don't even know where my damn vaccine card is <laughs> at this point. We haven't used one since we had it here in Houston. Yeah, so. I had to get a test for the Rockets game I went to, but that was only because we had uh, close seats, and that was the only time it was oh, yeah. required. Yeah. Si- yeah. Side note: Do you think it's weird how um, randomly somebody just pop up positive? How the how the uh, Steve Kerr ended up with COVID and had to miss the playoff games? Yeah, I, I'm like, damn, I forgot it was COVID going on. They say he was out uh, for uh, COVID protocols. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, damn. All that shit's going to be done with next season, man. Trust me. I like, thought it was people done will be out. Season. They might say people got COVID. Yeah. They'll just say he got flu-like symptoms or some shit. Yeah. And they probably they is already doing that COVID. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, but anyway, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think he um, got to worry about that. <laughs> Yeah, Unless know, you we'll got see. some backstage passes, passes or something. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I don't know. Hey, it, it's early in the tour too, so hey, he won't. He shouldn't be tired yet. So yeah. maybe it, it should be a good show, man. Maybe I'll think about getting some tickets. We gotta maybe yeah. make take the podcast on the road, as you say. Yeah, record outside for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> interview some people. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to, man. Might have to. Um, so that wraps up the album, man. So let's talk about how we feel about it and the perception we've seen or reception we've seen online i'll start with you figgy i want to know look legacy was on the line like we said did kendrick lamar preserve his status as arguably top three if not top one rapper in the game right now or was this album kind of a misstep for his legacy one day in i know you yeah. gotta say it yeah one i do feel like he I felt like this was a smart move for him doing this. I don't know if he did this on purpose, but this was a smart move because he didn't try to it seemed like he didn't try to top the last album. It's this seemed like it was a whole different direction. And um I gotta say he's kinda on that Kanye level of making different type of albums. Because remember the, the uh you know, Kanye got to a point where he made you know, he he made late registration was which was kind of more of a Kanye out early Kanye album. Then he went to grad. I think he went to graduation, which was kind of, you know, it was it was kind of Kanye, too, but a little different from, you know, his early shit. And then it's like 808 heartbreak where it's just like, whoa, shit, what the fuck is this? And me being a Kanye fan, I was not a fan of that album. So I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, this ain't the same Kanye and then they go to, you know, something else. And, you know, the rest of the Kanye albums are, like, totally different where you don't know what type of Kanye you're getting. <laughs> and, you know, at the time, and I, I understand a lot of people sitting there saying, you know, this album is trash and that type of stuff. But this could be one of those albums where you go back to it and it's like, damn. <laughs> like, he was a little ahead of his time. And, you know... It could start a trend. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be a big trend, but this could be a thing where you know a tab said it. Um, I want to say he said it to me earlier. He was talking about how um, it kind of remind him of Andre Three Thousand, the Love Below, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And back, in, I don't know if you remember back in the day, but people was tearing his ass up for that. Oh album. yeah, they hated that. Yeah, they said, what the fuck is wrong with him? Ain't no rap on here. <laughs> we was looking for the rap record. It was one rap mm-hmm. song on there. And that was probably the hardest song. One of my favorite oh, songs yeah, of all crazy. time. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, uh, it kind of got that feel to it a little bit. But um, I think he, I think he did really good with this. He didn't try to, he didn't do anything similar to um, Damn, in my opinion. I don't even hear a song on here that can possibly be in rotation on the radio. So um, this seemed like this was more, it seemed like he had a purpose for this album. He did everything strategic. And um, it seemed like he didn't care. He wasn't trying to get radio hits or or radio plays or stuff like that. And um, I think that was very important. This is kind of similar to um, to Pimple Butterfly to me. To Pimp a yeah. Butterfly, even though he did have a couple songs that was, you know, a little radio friendly. But um, this was one of those albums where it's like, whoa, like you either going to like it 
or you're going to hate it. But as time goes on, you'll you'll probably understand it because I think a lot of people didn't really like to pimp a butterfly at the time. Mm-hmm. But now when you go back to it, it's like, damn, this shit was kind of creative. He got, you know, he got the, um, uh, what's the group? I, I forgot the, uh, the uh, I, George Clinton. You got people like that. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, Bootsy Collins. And it's like, okay, like, damn, that kind of makes sense. And everything, you know, the way he, put everything together it makes sense it was you know kind of a little jazzy too but um yeah man i think what he did was kind of smart with this <laughs> and i felt like that took him we, we had the conversation of can he top his last album i feel like that's not even a conversation now because it's not even similar to the last album mm-hmm. it's like totally left field <laughs> But I still think it's a good project, man. I like artists who can do this type of stuff. And unfortunately, you know, we in mob ties, so we can't criticize Drake too much. No, of course not. But, you know, Drake never did anything like this. I don't think he will. But his last couple projects sound exactly the same. So, you know, you can make the argument and say, nah, this album wasn't it. It wasn't better than the last one. But Kendrick, you can't even make that argument because they're not even comparable unless you just strictly looking for some radio hits or, you know, some Rihanna features and stuff like that. But you can't even do that with this one. So um, I think he was really I think he was really smart with with that. And you can't even, you know, I, I think that put him in a whole different t- category for him to make a whole album like this. And, you know, I'm going to keep bringing it up again, man. This was a mental health album, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, so for my first my first listen to it, my first full listen, I'm, I was kind of overwhelmed, man. I'm like, where, <laughs> what is the direction to this album, man? It seemed like he all over the place. And once I got to the part where they were, the, you know, the fight song, I'm like, damn, what is going on here? <laughs> and it's... And, you know, the further I got towards the end, I'm like, damn, this dude, like, I'm not sure if this is all of his experience or he just trying to lay out everything that happens, you know, with, you know, black people mental health. But um, he laid out everything, man. So I'm like, damn, was he, you know, it kind of got me thinking like, damn, was he going through all of this the whole time? Or is this just a rap thing, just being creative? But I think I think it's I think it's genius, and um, yeah, man, I I like it a lot. I I wouldn't recommend this album to um a lot of people. <laughs> a mm-hmm. lot, you know, a lot of people come to the podcast to you know see you know try to find a good album to listen to. I feel like you have to be in a certain mood. You got to be a certain type of person to listen to this album. If it was somebody who didn't really like rap music as much, I would not give them this album to listen to. I feel like they wouldn't understand it. They wouldn't understand the fight part. I know you ain't really care for that song that much, but somebody that don't really care for rap or don't really understand it as much or somebody that's new to it, they wouldn't understand that part at all. So, and um, it's a lot of songs on here that's kind of similar. That's like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Or 
the beat is kind of strange or the beat might be a little too fast. He might over, he might out rap the beat a little bit. And, you know, it's not, it's not really friendly to a, 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 a normal ear. That's not a, a hip hop ear. So, um, I probably wouldn't recommend this album to anybody, but if you're a Kendrick fan, if you're just a real hip hop fan and, you know, like different creative stuff like this or or just creative stuff, period. And like to think outside the box, I would recommend this album for you. But um, the production on here is is different. And um, I like it, man. I think he I think he did a good job with this. I don't know where he's going after this album. <laughs> like, I, I wonder, you know, what more can we get from Kendrick? It seemed, he seemed like he tired of us waiting around for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm wondering if this would be his last um, big-time project like this. Um, yeah, that's a fair question. We don't know. We don't know where he goes from here. I mean, you could argue that maybe he spilled everything because he knew it was going to be it. He didn't plan to record a whole lot after this. So, yeah, who knows? Um, as far as how I felt, I like the album a lot, man. On first listen, I thought it was really refreshing in general. Um, and like I listened to it, like I said, without any seeing any people's thoughts or reactions to it and just listening to it, the beast, the instrumentation, it just felt like a breath of fresh air, man. You know, that because a lot of music be sound the same, same 808 drum patterns, like same slowed like a lot of music these days that's why i still haven't gotten around to this fucking feature album man Mm. like i I tried to put it on a few days ago i just turned it off man i'm like (laughs) this this shit is just the same shit we've been hearing for years now dog you you know what future is though man yeah i know i'm not i'm not look he he i'm not expecting him to put out a kendrick type album i'm just saying i was getting yeah i was saying i was getting tired of it man because like so much music sounds the same, especially when these same, like, I'm talking about Young Thug, Gunna. Young Thug be mixing it up. I'm not going to put them in there. But, like, coming off the Gunna album, listening to the Future album, things like that. But, like, all the music be sounding samey sometimes, man. Yeah. And listening to the Kendrick album was like a breath of fresh air for me. I like the production. I like the album, man. Um, do I like it as much as Damn right now? Look, one day reaction, you never know. You got to let things percolate. But I know it it didn't hit me like damn did. Um, I thought that there were some questionable choices on this album, things that just didn't work for me. Um, There were some good concepts here, but they're only good for one listen. I feel, you know, there are certain songs where it's like you're just not going to go back to it. Um, But overall, and and like some people are, are likening this to like an art project. You know, yeah. they're saying it's fairly even like a rap album. Yeah. And I can understand that. Uh, but that's also why I feel like this will be Kendrick's most divisive album. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the same way people thought to Pimp a Butterfly would be. I think this is what is actually going to be that. Yeah, because this, I already yeah. see it on the timeline, man. A lot of people are mixed. I see a lot of people who are saying this is the great piece of work. Others are saying Kendrick fell off. Yeah. And what the fuck is this? To me, this is like the love below to me. Yeah. Yeah. I know Andre was doing a lot more singing, 
But mm-hmm. this is like the love below. Um, yeah, this is the love below for me. <laughs> um, yeah, it it will be divisive. I will say, it came out and the Metacritic score was like at a hundred, and and it don't deserve that. It, this is not a perfect album. It has some missteps, um, some things that could have been arranged differently or left off, but it is a very good album. And that's really all you can ask for from these artists, man. Just give us good music and, and we'll like you don't have to be your best work ever, especially when you're 10 plus years in the game. Just give us good music, man. That's all yeah. we really want at the end of the day. Some good music. That's all I really asked for. And this was that for me. But I do wonder how this album will age. Because yeah. like I said, the the reception I'm seeing is very mixed. I will say more negative than mixed on my feed. Mm. And I, I'm wondering if this will be an album that people appreciate later on or if this is just going to be seen as Kendrick's flop. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't say people would look at this as Kendrick's flop because the way Kendrick, if 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 this was like J Cole or something, or I wouldn't even I don't even think J Cole would do anything this deep, but let's say J Cole tried to do something deep like this, and it was just in J Cole fashion, I would understand why people would say that's a flop because it's like man, you trying something different. This ain't this ain't it. But Kendrick put a lot of thought into everything he do. Yeah. And, you know, it helped that he don't say anything because it leaves us, people like us, trying to guess and figure out and all this stuff, the Twitter investigators, to say what what this really means and all this other stuff. And I think him, he he's he's the only person that can probably get away with this. Because everything he got on here had a meaning. We talked about this earlier, three hours ago. <laughs> and we've been talking about this dude for three hours. Yeah. But yeah. um we we talked about the um the song the um the um the heart part five and the album cover and or the uh the artwork and the hands and the hands for all the people he played in the video and stuff like that. And it's like damn. Like that's a, to me, it seemed super simple, but that's a lot of work into that, man. That's a lot of thought behind that to have a art, uh, uh, some artwork of people hands, and you know, this is number five, five heartbeats, and if that five, the the heart part five, and and I even seen somebody talking about the video how he was, you know, the back the background was kind of red, and that symbolized the, you know. Blood, the inside of your body or something and mm-hmm. he was kind of uh toward he wasn't directly in the middle of the screen he was towards the left a little bit and that's where the heart is and <laughs> mm-hmm. like i don't even know if that's true because he don't say shit yeah but, but it's it's fun to think about and and, and make those kind of theories and observations man because yeah. they could be true yeah and you know let's say let's go with it and say it is true it's like, damn, like all of this little stuff, the song could be, the song could not be good. But if you could get all of these different meanings out of it, 
then it's like, damn, like it's a reason why he did this or it's a reason why he picked this beat or it's a reason why he rapped on the song like this. And then make it where you can't you can't even be mad at it, man. You, It's like, damn, OK, that's that's Kendrick because he's the only person that can do that. Ain't, ain't nobody going to really call him out like how, you know, people like me and you call out J. Cole for being fake woke and all this all this other stuff. Like, ain't nobody going to mm-hmm. call him. I don't think a lot of people going to call him out for this album. They're going to say they either going to like it or they're going to say it's not for me, <laughs> which is which I totally respect because a lot of people, Tab said he didn't like to pimp up the butterfly. And, you know, some stuff is not <laughs> some stuff is not for us. <laughs> you know, I wasn't I wasn't the biggest fan of that album at, at the time. Yeah, but, same here. Yeah. But now, I you know, I kind of understand it. But we one thing for sure we know is you know he not he not trying to fool everybody and be on this fake woke shit type thing. He he have a message around every little thing. And I mentioned the whole Jordan Peele thing. I feel like I gotta listen to every little thing, look at every mm-hmm. little detail because I might be missing something. And um, you know when when you got an artist like this, it's either you you know you gonna respect it and and love it. Or it's not going to be for you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's kind of like the way you, you can pick it as lines kind of reminds me of MF Doom, man, because MF Doom used to rap like that. And, and sub, like he would hide certain things and certain things, you, references you wouldn't get. And you would look it up and like, oh, wait a minute. OK, that's what he's saying. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Kendrick is that level of lyricist, but the pictures he paints are top tier, man. Like some of the best in rap. He's great at setting a story, setting a scene, and his visuals are always on point. So, yeah, man, I think there's also it's fun to interpret things your own way. And like we had a whole conversation about the crown of thorns. What does that really mean? You know, Mm -hmm. so it's fun to interpret things. And it's kind of like watching, like you said, Jordan Peele get out or something like that or like a Stanley Kubrick movie. He's one of those directors who was famous for having hidden meanings and double meanings and all these frames of his movies and you really gotta look at it and, and and really think about what he's doing and why these things are over here yeah so yeah it's kind of like that in rap form and it's fun man it's fun yeah. to have some a rapper that's like that you know yeah. with a drake no like we said we ain't knocking drake but with him like you get what you get and it's, you know what you're gonna it's, get it's a little generic even look man not to even pick on drake you could kind of say the same thing about jay-z he, yeah, he, he at get, this point, yeah, yeah he, he he got some super clever bars, and you know we talked about the you know the uh, the uh, phase on love part where we like oh shit we need to pick up on that 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 stuff is vanilla compared to what Kendrick be doing, yeah. and you know you know that you know Drake Jay Z Cole they're a little more flashy and you know a little more vanilla. Kendrick is kind of like damn like. You really got to think like I can, I tried to listen to this album uh, early this morning as I was working and mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I can't do it because I got to focus and you got to pay attention. Yeah. 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 I can't just now, listen I rewind. To I rewound this album a lot. Me too. I'll say because I kept trying to catch like, wait, what did he say there? Yeah. I rewound this probably more than any album I've listened to recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like it's like watching the movie. Some movies you could just throw on and just chill. Yeah, and then you know what's happening. Some other movies or shows, you gotta be like, wait a minute, 
Like, let me go back. How, how the fuck did they get here this quick? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I totally missed it. And you got to really pay attention. So, um, yeah, man, like I said, Kendrick, I think I think this is a good, really good album. I'm not saying this is better than all of his other albums. I'm not calling it a classic. But this album do stand out. <laughs> he He did something totally different. It have a meaning to it. And, um, yeah, we'll see how it do, you know, <laughs> a couple years from now. But um, this ain't this ain't something you could compare any of his albums to. Yeah, and I think critical reception will be really high. I expect this to get rap album of the year, straight mm. up. Mm. No matter what else drops this year, I don't see Kendrick not getting it mm. this year. I think he's going to get that. So... Um, I think it'll be very well received critically, but within the public, I think it's going to be mixed for a while, man. This might be something that people look back on years later and finally appreciate. But right now, the public perception doesn't seem to be too kind towards Kanye or Kendrick, I mean. So I don't know. But but we'll see. Like we said, it's a good album. Worth a listen to form your own opinion. Yeah. Don't go off what you see on social media, even what we say. You know, yeah. listen to it yourself, make your own decision, and however you feel is how you feel. Tab says he was replaying <laughs> it back to back. Yeah, you got to, man. You yeah. got to make sure you this, catch everything, dog. Yeah, this ain't future where you could just listen to the beat and just, you know, clean the house up and shit. This yeah. one, I'll try to clean the house up. I'll try to do some work. I end up going right back to my phone trying to yeah. <laughs> play yeah. the track yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I need to be in the car or I need to be in the room just focused yeah, on this. You got to focus on the bars, man. Yeah, and so I tab ask us a question. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, no. I was just saying, um, yeah, I just had to focus, man. And I knew we was doing this podcast and we had to break yeah. everything down. So I couldn't come yeah. in here like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Nah, yeah, I, no, he, we he had, said to, a we had to do shit. a deep dive. Yeah, we ain't even, t- yeah, uh, we ain't even talk about the little line he talked about with drake and kanye being cool <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that i didn't mark that down but yeah that was interesting that he name dropped him yeah and how and that goes into my theory again because look i have to assume that kendrick is cool with kanye because yeah. number one baby keem is all over kendrick's or kanye's work right now they've yeah. collabed together and also he used the face so I assume when he was surprised they got together or were cool again, he was more surprised that Kanye would actually reach out to Drake and, yeah. and, and tie shit up because I think that they both for a while didn't like Drake. Yeah. And now it's just Kendrick who don't like Drake. Yeah, he named dropped Kanye a lot, man. He he named uh he, he mentioned him in that song uh talking about Drake. He um he had the line that's not currently in the song now that was replaced by the LeBron mm-hmm. line. Um, he, he was Kanye in the video in the, uh, the heart part five. Yep. And also in the baby King song, remember he said, um, like, um, I ain't changed like, you know, I ain't go to church like Kanye. I'm an old school Gemini <laughs> or whatever yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. said something like that. So, um, yeah, this is kind of interesting, man. You name dropping Kanye a lot. And, mm-hmm. and it, he sounded like he was disappointed that they, Kissed and made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think uh, Kendrick was on Kanye's side there. So yeah. he was like, yeah, what the fuck? 
Yeah. I thought we was all in. Well, I thought it was an anti Drake camp over here. Yeah. Me, he, you, and Pusha T he pro- he over pro- here. Yeah. He probably was like, see, I, t- I see, I knew it. I knew he was going to be like that. And now yeah, they cool. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I shot y'all made up. <laughs> yep. So. No, 100%. Well, speaking of Drake, Tab asked us a question. He says, so it's safe to say this Kendrick album is better than Drake's and Kanye's last albums. I will say Drake for sure because oh, 100%. I don't think Certified Lover Boy was that good at all. Um, I think it was actually looking back Drake's worst album, definitely. Um, so I can't, definitely wait, better I can't than, wait to revisit that man. Yeah, that oh, album. Man, I don't know if where, we want to. Uh, yeah, we need to talk about where this album ranks in the Drake yeah. category. Uh, at the bottom to me, man, even below views, there's yeah. views songs I still go to. What? I ain't gone to shit on CLB. <laughs> yeah, what song are we playing on there? Too sexy uh, for myself? Not dog. That that's <laughs> not, just played. That's out a now, that's man. A, that was a like TikTok me, trend. Yeah, anything from CLB people still play right now. I don't know. I Look, don't I'm not so. outside like yeah. that. Maybe we got to ask. They probably Kevin. got some good album cut songs on there, but. It, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I think it's a reason. Yeah, I still like the intro a lot. I'll say that much. I still like the intro. Um, champ, what was it called? Champagne, something. I can't fucking remember. But I, I like the intro a lot. But anything else, eh? I can't think. I can't even name any of the songs. Yeah, <laughs> besides way too sexy, and yeah. I can't even name the intro. So mm-hmm. yeah, that says all you can. Um, Kanye, I don't know, man. I like Donda a lot. I still go back to Donda, especially the deluxe version with the Andre Benj- Andre 3000 track. So I don't know. See, as a project, Kendrick's album is better. But yeah. there are songs that I like on Kanye's album more than the Ken- if that makes sense. So it's hard yeah. to compare those two. Yeah, I agree. I like the Kanye one better. I would play that more. But like mm-hmm. I said, this, this, you said it too, Tab. This ain't the rap album <laughs> pretty much and it's totally i think it's it's comparing apples to oranges like kind it's of, it's not even of. yeah it's not even the same i mean they both rap albums they you know if they was in uh in a category together they'd be put against each other where you have to pick one mm-hmm. but these are two, two totally different vibes man like kanye is making just great good music and you know he he did take a little more time than usual for this Donda album, but um, Kendrick he he put a lot of thought into this. So um, you know if you if if these two albums was doing the verses, I think Donda will probably win because some of the best you know oh, yeah. because it sounds better, <laughs> and you know stuff you, um, like the average ear can relate to more than a song with him and the girl arguing <laughs> back and mm-hmm. forth but um as far as like a full blown body of work it, 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 you got to me you got to go with Kendrick's album yeah that's a, to me that's a full blown good body of work where everything is placed in the right positions there's nothing that's kind of off and even the one we thought that was a little off which it, it yeah, can't kind of made sense yeah, that that even made sense. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think Kendrick's whole body of work makes uh, makes that album better than Kanye's. But I will always, 
I'm, I'm, I'm still listening to Kanye's album, man. <laughs> yeah, me too. But me you, too. You really got to, uh, for this uh, Kendrick, I'll probably play it for the rest of the week, to be honest. But you really got to be in the mood. Like, I can't play this so I can't play this album with my wife in the car. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she want me to put on something else. <laughs> you got to be in real deep thought and be in a certain type of vibe and listen to this. And she yeah. ain't trying to be in that type of vibe. She could, she could deal with Kanye, <laughs> but she, she, she couldn't even deal with the arguing song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was a lot. Um, and yeah, by last album, we're assuming is Donda because we're not counting Donda too. Okay. That is not an album nobody's heard who ain't paid no two hundred dollars for that bullshit. So yeah. Yeah, how, Donda is yeah. Kanye's last album. I don't count yeah. on Donda too. How do you feel about um how do you feel about nobody, no other rapper or bit time rapper at all dropping on Kendrick's date? <laughs> uh we, we see we seen stuff with, you know, I think a couple people might have uh was dropping around the time Kanye was dropping. Mm-hmm. We knew what Kanye was doing whenever Drake was trying to drop. <laughs> um, yeah, Drake was Drake. Drake, look, Drake, look, that every, was strategic. Er, look, everybody still out strategic. the way, man. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, everybody cleared out. You, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron going up for a dunk. Um, back in the day, it's like, all right, like let him have this one. <laughs> it wasn't nobody trying to block that shit. So yeah, it's no. It, I mean, yeah. it was smart. I think some people did drop, but nothing, no, no big artists, even Future, you know, did a few weeks before. Yeah. Because yeah. he knew, like, yeah, even he knew he, yeah. he couldn't drop same day as Drake or yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. I ain't talking about the super small art because I say, like, a uh, black youngster dropped something. Yeah. It's kind of like, all right, who, you know. <laughs> I don't think they, their fan bases don't even cross, man. Nah, they Anybody don't. listening to Black Youngster in 2022 <laughs> is not checking for Kendrick, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, you, it seemed like everybody kind of stood out the way on that one, mm-hmm. and that that's kind of rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, look, a five year absence, highly highly anticipated album. Nothing was gonna stop Kendrick. Um, I, yeah, I damn like, sure wouldn't drop with him. Like if I was, I mean, oh, if I was no. biggest, if I was black youngster, then it probably wouldn't matter. But yeah, if I'm you know somebody like an ASAP Rocky or some somewhere cl- not big as Kendrick but kind of under him, shit, mm-hmm. I'm staying out the way, man. <laughs> oh, you have to, man. Yeah. Like, look, this is like, look, if Kendrick dropped more, this would be you might consider it, but like first album in five years, <laughs> come on, man, you have yeah. to clear out the way, especially yeah. when he telegraphed it. Yeah, and said well ahead of time when he was dropping the album. Yeah, yeah, they had to clear out the way, man. They had to. Yeah, they had to he, it. yeah, he pretty much came out with the shotgun, and people say, "Omar coming, Omar coming." Yeah, Omar, Omar coming. Yeah, Kendrick yeah, he, coming. He yeah. started whistling. <laughs> Everybody like Omar coming, Kendrick coming, Kendrick coming. That's exactly yep. what it was. <laughs> had to clear out the way, man. But I, yeah. I understand. I understand. Yeah. How, um. Uh. How. Uh. How many records you think he's gonna sell? this week uh i'm not good at the projection type game man i would guess like over on a k but i don't know like in this era i don't know man it's hard to predict i would guess well over on a k but i I don't know man now now one of our favorite rappers or new favorite rappers jack harlow he so i want to say like 115 his first week which was kind of shocking to me (laughs) 
Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, that is okay. With Kendrick, yeah. I gotta say, if Jack Harlow did one fifteen, Kendrick gotta <laughs> do like one fifty. Yeah, I, man, I gotta, man, give. I I will probably know for sure by like maybe Tuesday or Wednesday to see how the energy is with this yeah. album. But I the be issue s- is Kendrick don't uh, the re- the replayability of the album. Yeah, that's what's gonna hurt it, man. Because I'm sure Jack Harlow album had a bunch of bangers where people, if you like his music, you gonna yeah. play it throughout the week. Yeah, with this Kendrick album, you probably gonna run it through a yeah. few times. But will you keep playing it throughout the week unless you're a hardcore fan? I don't know, man. Yeah. That's what might hurt it. He and I would now do Kendrick have hardcore fans where he's you know, he, he had one of those fan bases where he gonna do two <laughs> no matter what. And mm-hmm. let's be real, he he ain't do a lot of promotion for this at all. At least Jack yeah. Carlo was all over the fucking place. He, this dude was mm-hmm. at the Kentucky Derby, Drake. He went hanging with Drake for a couple weeks and all type of random shit. So that get the interview circuit, all the radio shows yeah, and shit. Plus he's didn't white. know Brandy was Ray J's <laughs> sister. Exposed himself on national TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Side note, how how you feel about that? Yeah, what, we have to you? include. We're we're gonna do a separate podcast, but now this podcast has gone too long, so it has to be the main podcast here. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll still talk about shit and random at the very end, right here. Yeah, we're, um, did you were you upset? Did that make you upset, or did you think it was just funny? Look, man, he's twenty four. And no, like I said, no uh, before, no offense to white people, but he's white, dog. Like he yeah. ain't grew up on no fucking brandy. <laughs> or, so look, brandy. When, when's the last record brandy put out, dog? People were yeah. shocked by the, him not knowing this, but let's look, be honest. When's the last record brandy put out, dog? It's look, been a hot minute since she look, did music that was played anywhere. I would, I would take it a step further. That. That song they played on Hot 97, I didn't even recognize that song at first. I, after a while, I knew it was Brandy because of her voice. But shit, I don't even remember that damn song. They like they play. They like <laughs> they, they play something play, everybody should my, know. Yeah, sitting in my room or something. <laughs> the the only reason I recognize that song, and I didn't even know it was a Brandy song at first until she started singing. I recognized it because that was a that beat was used. It was looped on a Swisher House track. Mm. I forgot who rapped over. I want to say Big Tiger or somebody, but that was actually the intro was looped and used on a Swisher House track, and that that shit was hard because that's what I recognized it from the slow version. Mm. But yeah, I didn't know that was a Brandy song either. Yeah, so. I had no clue. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but when I heard her talking, I'm like, oh, okay, that Brandy. I never heard that song. And uh, everybody was just going crazy. And thing is, he look, he know who Brandy is. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he like who the fuck is Brandy. It wasn't that. He, yeah. He didn't know they were related. And yeah. Looking at a 24 year old kid from where uh, Kentucky, white kid from Kentucky. What we had like Brandy and Ray J just walk around together like they're twins mm-hmm. or something. Like every like it's the it's the Brandy and Ray J show or you know 
we it, knew because they had a sitcom together. Yeah, the sitcom. Okay, that's why we yeah. knew back in the nineties. Yeah, and if you ain't seen that shit, what, you won't know. Yeah, they they've been on their own for a long time, man. I mm-hmm. I think the last time I seen them two together was probably a Breakfast Club interview, random ass Breakfast Club interview. But like we had like we just see them together all the time or something where. <laughs> Like this ain't fucking <laughs> Pusha T and Malice, where you know you didn't know they was brothers or something. Like it, to me, it kind of makes sense. I thought it was funny <laughs> that it, it they he didn't have any clue, but people was taking it too serious. Like oh, this guy, yeah, how this guy's in our culture? He don't know Brandy. Like that was <laughs> like that's the number. We, we I don't know. It was just goofy, man. We had, we were sitting there at like you know. To be in our culture, you got to know Ray J and Brandy are siblings. <laughs> yeah, there, there has been worse examples of artists embarrassing themselves. The most immediate one that comes to mind is when Ella May couldn't name any Aretha Franklin songs. Yes, that's and a perfect example. Look, Jack Harlow is not an R&B singer. Yeah. I wouldn't expect him to know like legendary R&B acts. Ella May if you say Aretha Franklin's one of your inspirations, like you can't name not one Aretha Franklin song <laughs> yeah. when asked what your favorite Aretha Franklin songs are. Yeah. Come on, man. That yeah. was even worse. And she's black. Yeah. So that was way worse. Yeah. Than what, uh, Jack Harlow. And she, she have a very popular song and I'm sure, you know, I'm is young and mm-hmm. I'm tired of giving that excuse to people. Because yeah. I'm not look, I wasn't around when fucking respect came out, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I know what it is, and it's a, it's a lot of shit that my parents don't even play, and I I fuck it, I know who it is, man. My my parents never pr- played some Elvis Presley. It, I I know maybe one song <laughs> at least, or I know what he sound like, so it's not it, like I hate that excuse that oh he's just young so. Like that only that never makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, look, I ain't saying you got to have their whole discography, but yeah, I mean, just just that that's what makes it seem like you actually care about music, and they're not just handing you shit in a studio and you're just doing it in a corporate fashion, where they write the songs and you just perform it. Yeah. Like knowing about, and that's one thing I give credit to Tyler the Creator for, you know. He's a huge music nerd, man. He talks about deep cuts from Stevie Wonder and mm-hmm. all kinds of shit you wouldn't even think he listened to. He talks about he had a good interview with Narwar like recently, a long one. And like he's always talking deep about music stuff, man. And you can tell he really cares about and you would think he was a, be the last one to care about like songs from the 70s and 60s. Yeah. But he's heavy into that stuff, man. So the, the age thing is not an excuse. Especially yeah. when you're a musician in this culture, like, look, you, you should know yeah. some Aretha and, Franklin songs, and, man. And look, it's right there. It's, it's right. It's right on this phone, man. It's yeah. right here. Like, at least back when we was younger, the only shit I knew was the stuff we had. So oh, the stuff yeah. we had on tape, stuff we had. Shit, I think uh, my parents still got some vinyls laying around. But me coming across shit like that is how I found out. Me digging through the crates is uh, it's an old term. That's how we've I discovered shit. And um, or remember back in the day how we used to discover shit whenever we riding with somebody randomly, 
and they play mm-hmm. something, it's like, oh, what's this? Or you at somebody's house and at a cookout or something. But now, man, like, it was at one point, uh, I want to say a few years ago, I, I went down a rabbit hole on my um, on my um, title because I'm like, damn, let me, you know, I started going back to some shit from the 90s. I started, <laughs> I started, uh, I went through like a whole group home album <laughs> where I'm just into, I was looking up all type of DJ premiere shit mm-hmm. where I'm just going, I kind of started going down the rabbit hole. And I, I did the same thing with, um, with like um some some classic old um R and B, like some shit is like, damn, I never heard of this person. This person was a one hit wonder, and I started getting deep into their shit. Like, damn, like they had some shit. And yep. don't let me find out, you know, some Wu Tang song or whatever song was sampled, and I go to that actual sampled mm-hmm. song. And I'm like, damn, this song was actually all right. And then I started getting into their album. Yeah, it's so easy, man. So I don't like the excuse of, oh, he's he's only 24, so he shouldn't. Like, no, like if you a big music person, because I'm I'm guessing somebody like a Jack Harlow or whoever LMA, I'm I'm guessing they ain't about to sit there and say, oh yeah, I don't really care for music that much. I don't really listen to music mm-hmm. that. Much. I'm I'm I guarantee you that. They will probably say they love music so much they listen to everything. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, you it ain't no excuse, man. It ain't a thing like, oh, I never heard that song, but no, nah, it's yeah. it's right there on your phone, man. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, man. Uh, but yeah, the Jack Harlow thing wasn't the end of the world. Tab brings up, um. On Ray J's 2001 song, Wait a Minute, they say, ain't that Brandy's brother? Fair enough. But then again, that song came out. Jack Harlow was like, what, two years old? Yeah. It's not like that was a club it's, classic, it, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is. That's, I mean, this ain't Montel Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. That song is always in rotation <laughs> still to this day. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that is funny thinking about how old you have to be to remember that at one point, Ray J was only known for being Brandy's brother. Yeah. And Brandy was the megastar. Yeah. Think about that now. Ray J is more famous than Brandy. Yeah. In Brandy, 2022. Brandy took a step back. And yeah. And honestly, they both were so separated where, you know, I knew they was brothers, uh, you know, siblings, but I ain't never put them two together like that. Mm-hmm. Ray J held his own. He was on his own shit, man. He he yeah. did the infamous Breakfast Club interview when he's talking about the Maybachs yeah. and you know all this other shit. <laughs> Talk about yeah, the, the gang Ray members. J, man. He's, he low key sparked this whole reality generation. Exactly for the love of Ray this, J, man. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think yeah. So uh, I'm I'm not mad at Jack Hart. I thought if anything, I thought it was funny. I was cracking it up. It was funny. I was cracking up how he was sitting there listening. He was just looking in the camera listening. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> And the first thing he said, the first person he said was Aaliyah. I'm like, this sounds nothing like Aaliyah. Yeah, that that, that was more embarrassing. (laughs) That was was the embarrassing part. Yeah. But yeah, uh, true. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect from him? I wasn't too surprised. Hey, wait a minute. It's a classic, dog. I like wait a minute. It is. But let's be real. It was clown when it came out. Okay. (laughs) I know people who's like, oh, Ray J brother or a Brandy brother trying to sing now. Dorian from Moesha. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Lil' Kim was on the feature too, wasn't she? She did her thing on yeah, there. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like Wait a Minute, man. 
but yeah. it it was kind of looked at like when Eddie Murphy did party all the time. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I people thought it was kind of a joke. Party all that time. Yeah, <laughs> I like party all the time, dog. That Low key, cool. I feel like that song is great. Yeah, but my I... parents talk about it like it was a, just a joke. Yeah, like they hate that song, man. I'm you, like, wow. You really? gotta you gotta look at it though. Back in that time, he was a comedian. Yeah, comedians and, did not sing. Yeah, and still to this day, I think the one person that actually made a good song was fucking uh, Lil Duval, who yeah. had the you know um, living my best life, mm-hmm. and it was actually a good, cool, vibing type of song. <laughs> and you know, it took a long time to get that stigma off of a comedian, and it's yeah. like, oh shit, they actually take it serious. Jamie Foxx went through the same thing. Yep, we thought he yep. was putting out a comedy album, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the shit was actually pretty good. <laughs> he low key broke down the barrier, man. He did because he was the first comedian to really sing and be taken seriously. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, good for him. Good for him. All right, man, it's getting late, dog. We got to wrap up this podcast. Yeah. Tab uh, asked when we're doing a regular podcast. Okay, what we're gonna do at the beginning was split this into two podcasts, but this podcast ran on so long. Yeah, I think we just gotta have this be the regular podcast. Yeah, let's just react to one more thing, man. One more big thing to happen. Go ahead, go ahead. You talking about the Rico case? Yeah, YSL, man. Yeah, man. (laughs) Is is this Uh, the end for Young Thug? Is this the end for Gunna? Is this the end for that whole little slime language uh, (laughs) albums? Is that is that is that it? Look, man, I don't. I read through the case and what they're alleging and part of me feels like young thug number one, I think gun is definitely going to walk because it didn't seem they like they have, had anything on him. They, they just, they said, had a chain. Him they said he chain had a chain with YSL a lyric. and he lyrics talking about, <laughs> he had a gun with like a hundred choppers on him. Yeah. It's like, dog, you might as well arrest the entire industry yes. if that's all it takes to prove you're in a gang. Yes. Okay. So that's what I heard. I have some thoughts on this, man. Number one, uh, reading into this, apparently, um, this is kind of resulting from a, a beef with YFN Lucci, who is yeah. now in prison, but he's fearing for his life because he's had beef with Young Thug and YSL for a while now. They were trying to kill each other. Uh, YFN got uh, sent to prison. People tried, somebody tried to stab him in prison. Yeah. And now he's fearing for his life. Yeah. I didn't even realize these two were beefing like that. I ain't ain't really put two and two together because I remember um, uh, Lucci going to jail for for fucking being a getaway driver, man, which is crazy. Mm. Like somebody like that, you don't think they would be the getaway driver. So he pretty much went to jail for driving the car. In the um, you know, and whatever they was doing, but yeah, I, remember, I mean, you're a comp, you're an accomplice, man. Yeah. So yeah, they 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 they. But they somebody like Lucci, too. who's a star, <laughs> mm-hmm. you would think he'd at least be in the back seat talking shit or something. But he was the yeah, actual driver. Was driving. Yeah, just yeah. imagine somebody uh, Drake being the getaway driver for something. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, um, yeah, I remember the story of him saying that he was. He was, you know, he was fearing for his life in jail and he was almost stabbed or was stabbed or something like that. I had no idea <laughs> it was connected to, you know, uh, YSL. 
So yeah. it was kind of breaking news to me. After a while, I'm like, oh, that shit. I started putting pieces together. I'm like, damn, did they even have this songs together or drop mm-hmm. any nuggets in it? Because, I look, I was a Young Thug fan, and I ain't really hear no subliminals or nothing like that. So, um, yeah, I was kind of shocked. Yeah, um, that plus what was shocking to me was that that story that came out about how Young Thug's baby mama got shot and killed at a bowling alley. Yeah. Apparently that wasn't just some random shit that happened. Yeah. Uh, she was uh targeted Did we talk by about YFN's that? people. Well, I don't think I we think we might I can't remember. We might yeah. have talked about it in passing, but I yeah. can't remember. I remember hearing about it, reading about it, and I I'm like, damn, that's messed up. Because the story was they, you know, killed her there's fighting over a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I kind of took it as that because it'd be some wild shit happening. <laughs> so I, I kind of took it as the gospel. I'm like, damn, that's sad. And and then when this shit came up, I'm like, oh, so that wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, people were saying like she wasn't even involved in a fight like that. It wasn't even about the fight. And there was rival gangs up in a bowling alley. She went outside and looked like she was targeted. That's what they think, especially with all this. So part of me feels like. Young Thug and YSL getting slapped with his Rico case is kind of like the police can feel the the feds were feeling like she was about to heat up yeah. with retaliation attempts. That's, that's exactly and they what it said, was. It's time to shut this shit down, man. Yeah, you know that's exactly what it was. They was investigating for almost ten years. Yeah, and you know which I, is crazy. Yeah, you think the feds would have enough after ten years to get yeah. you sooner, but yeah. they just felt like she was about to get super uh, hot. Yeah, no, I think what it was because because I kind of um I didn't go through anything like this personally, but I know some people who did, and um they went through a thing where you know the feds they was actually watching, and mm-hmm. once stuff start heating up, they got to step in because otherwise more people you know get killed or hurt something like that and you know when a when a uh, innocent life get taken away like that that's when it's like all right we need to cut this shit i know you've seen some of the shows where they like hey <laughs> stop this shit now let's yeah pick them up, plug, run in run in yeah. right now yeah, yeah because it's, it's yeah. getting bad but um yeah. i think you know the long 10-year <laughs> investigation is I think they was just trying to build a case where, you know, once they do go in and get them, they're done. <laughs> because if they would have, let's say they stepped in, in let's say 2013, 2014, where, you know, a good two years, it might have been a chance they probably beat that case or, you know, they or they get out soon. But mm-hmm. a lot of these cops, man, they let, they keep an eye on them. They watch them do everything. If they want to kill another rival gang member, okay, they don't give a shit about them. <laughs> and you notice whenever they kill other street dudes, you never find a murderer unless they sitting right there with the gun. Yeah. Usually the, these murders, <laughs> they almost never get solved, uh, unfortunately. But I feel like they kind of sit back, they tally up everything, and once they get you, you know, you you can't do shit about it. They slap that Rico on you, and it's like, look, we got you killing this guy. <laughs> we got you on the phone tap doing this. We got you doing that. And it's like, damn, we've we been watching you for 10 years. So, you know, you can't wiggle out of this one. 
And yeah, I'm sure they have a solid case, but I also feel like it's in a way a beatable case for Young Thug. Maybe I'm delusional, but I'm reading what they have on him. And I'm like, this ain't the end of the world, is it? OK, they allege that he rented a car that people use to kill somebody, mm-hmm. which, OK, that's bad, especially you got proof that he's a leader of a gang. But do you have proof that he ordered it or that he even knew it was going to happen? Yeah. I don't know. OK, they did raid his house. They found a bunch of illegal guns and weed. And he okay. didn't go to jail. Uh, you talking about recent, right? Is, was yeah. this recent? Yeah. Okay. After, he, after he got arrested, they raided his house and they found okay. a bunch of drugs and guns. Yeah, remember a couple years ago, he he got caught with a whole bunch of guns and stuff too. Yeah, and, and he was walking around free, man. Yeah, so to me, that's that's a perfect example of, hey, you know, keep keep on going, <laughs> keep on going. We trying to build something, and so I think I think that was part of it too because they could have went on with that. He, he got out of that pretty sweet, but I think they really trying to they really trying to hammer him. I don't know if it's gonna stick, but um somebody somebody getting a lot of lot of time for this man. <laughs> I I think somebody is, but I just don't think it's him because I look at in the past. Okay, Ti got caught with a lot of shit. We all thought he was done. I remember yeah. when he got caught with all those army fucking illegal ass guns and he yeah. was a felon. He couldn't even have one firearm. Yeah. And he had a whole militia worth of fucking shit. He didn't serve a day in prison. Dog, look what happened to 6 9 man. 6 mm-hmm. 9 admitted he paid somebody 20K to try to kill Chief Keith. Yeah. And he did what? A few months in prison? He got hit with Rico too, I believe. And he did a few months and he got out early. Yeah. So I look at in the past, I'm like, okay, is the young thug case strong enough that they may, is he the real target or do they just want him to to bring him in to talk about something else, make him an informant? I don't know, but my gut feeling is that he's not going to do real prison time. Mm. Like at least nothing huge. Like think about it. What's the biggest rapper to do like a serious bid? It's been a long time. Uh, they, they don't try to get Jay-Z. Jay-Z stabbed somebody. Yeah. Or, and he admitted he stabbed somebody. Yeah. Who do you consider big? Like, do you consider somebody like Shine? That That what? is there, too. But then again, he was caught red-handed shooting a gun in the club yeah. in New York where that shit is super fucking. They cracked down on that shit. So he yeah. did that to himself. Yeah. And now, But they didn't catch Young Thug in the act of anything. Yeah. This is just a case they're building up. And I feel like, look, he got Drake on his side, dog. Mm-hmm. He, he got the Jewish lawyers on his team. I feel like he has enough to get out of this somehow. I'm yeah. not saying he won't do any time at all, but I don't think, it's I think it's going to be like at Max is going to be Gucci main level. You mm-hmm. know, he, he'll do it for maybe a year or two, but he'll be out. See murder. Yeah. See murder. Is, yeah. He's, he did a long ass bid, but yeah. he's not up there, man. He did like he, 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 he's, he's still definitely... doing that damn bid, ain't he? Or is yeah, it... yeah, yeah, he's yeah, still no. doing that damn bid. He's still taking pictures with Monica. You see that recently? Oh no, I ain't see Monica that. Took a picture. <laughs> she went to prison. She took doing, a picture man? with C Murder. <laughs> Talk C Murder looked like he's sixty five years old, man. He yeah. looked really rough in that picture too. Damn. I'm like, damn, Monica, you ain't ever gonna move on. Damn. Yeah. Oh well. Damn. 
but uh yeah man i just don't know um if like like people are acting like this is the end of young thug i think he gonna get out of it man mm-hmm. i don't know what he has to do but i feel like he has enough on his side where that he, he gonna get out gunner's definitely gonna get out of it because they don't yeah. have shit on him yeah and he don't even seem like the type to even do nothing like on the street level man he never even acted like that type of dude really yeah so i think it was guilty by association yeah, they definitely. just grabbed the whole whoever. Yeah. Side note, how did you feel about the uh, YSL jokes? Uh, people say, oh, Dog, the funniest. <laughs> this is why, like, you, you really can't trust no fucking reporters with anything, man. This is why it's fun. This is why I don't want misinformation to stop. Okay. Yeah. I'm pro misinformation being spread, <laughs> especially when it's obvious and only idiots wouldn't get it. Yeah. Because if y'all missed it, the uh, reporter who was asking the district attorney questions about the Young Thug and YSL case, um, this reporter, I guess, saw a viral tweet of somebody jokingly saying that uh, y'all know Jack Harlow is the real lead of YSL, right? <laughs> y'all know he really run it. Why wasn't Jack Harlow arrested? He's the head of YSL. This dude actually asked the DA oh i'll see a lot of names here but i didn't see jack harlow do you know why that is and she clearly didn't know who jack harlow was either so she yeah. made up some bullshit but yeah uh, the fact that that was even ass yeah. was fucking hilarious yeah. i couldn't believe that was a real thing i i, I could because we live in a crazy world now but i just thought that was fucking hilarious man Part of me wanted to give him benefit of the doubt and like, wait, does he actually have some YSL ties that yeah. I never heard of? Because I don't follow his career like that. And yeah. then I saw the tweet that sparked it. I'm like, okay, he got trolled. That's hilarious, <laughs> though. That shit was that, hilarious, man. Yes. Uh, speaking of the goofy comments, so um, we talked about your boy T.I., your boy Tip. This another, is this another kind of tip. This is another kind of tip, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, he tweet he he posted something and i kind of rolled my eyes at it let me know if i'm overreacting or do we have a point he put, you don't have a point i already he, said it's <laughs> ti he don't look, but go ahead he put a he put on um he put on instagram this why the kkk a bit hit with a rico is, do we just need to shut the hell up? Or people keep saying that. People keep saying that. Don't that don't even make sense to me, man. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be the person that's that's oh, you know, you know why? Because they're the police and all this other bullshit. But like the Rico law wasn't made for racism, man. <laughs> Here's the thing. Number one, that that's a, a dumb tweet because the. You should be asking that about the Aryan Nation gang, and I'm sure they have been, if you look it up. <laughs> the KKK ain't moving like they were in fucking 1952, okay? <laughs> it's 2022, dog. Ain't nobody really in the KKK like that. <laughs> At least, uh, they're, they're in white supremacy gangs. Yeah, white supremacy is definitely around. White nationalists. White gang. Yeah, white nationalist gangs are everywhere. White Aryan Nation, one of the biggest gangs in the country. The feds admit this, man. I'm sure they've been hit with RICO cases. I'm sure of it, if yeah. you look it up. But the KKK, dog, like they're not like the Bloods, man. They're not Pyru. They're not 
dog. They where the fuck is a KKK really, man? <laughs> like you, you really got to look for yeah. them <laughs> yeah. in some backyard in Alabama somewhere. Yeah, it's this like this tweet or whatever was so stupid to me. It's like is he is he dead serious or he trying to bring an awareness of oh that's because they're the cop they're really the cop and people was really commenting on this shit like yeah yeah no, I mean white supremacy white supremacists have invaded the police they they've admitted that federally yeah, yeah. Like, we know that's a fact yeah but saying KKK so, man yeah. the, so the dumbest are, thing are I heard yeah I was about to say are police really sitting there watching the KKK like, trying to build a RICO case on them <laughs> so it's, it's, it sounds so stupid man this is one of those to me this is up there with the um y'all kill x but y'all let George Jen- live yeah. yeah the streets is done that's to me that's up there with this <laughs> whenever you watch a documentary on the kkk like real life kkk still operating they look broke as fuck <laughs> okay they always like in some trailer homes they don't look like they flossing with some drug money and some shit, man. I'm not saying they don't dabble in that, but come on, dog. They ain't got no Ferraris out there, man. Yeah. So, but the dumbest thing I heard was somebody said, why don't white, or somebody asked, it was a spinoff of the KKK thing. Somebody asked, uh, why don't white people get hit with Rico cases? <laughs> and if you look up the history, the Rico case was invented for the Italian mafia. Yeah, back in the 1930s or 40s yes. or some shit. Yeah, it was invented to. <laughs> it was invented. I forgot that. What's the what's the yeah? What's the one guy name? Um, I I forgot his name. Famous Capone. Yeah, I think it's for Al Capone <laughs> because yeah, they couldn't I, get him on anything, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they end up getting him on like tax I think evasion. He was on or some tax, shit. Yeah, he was on tax evasion or some shit. Or yeah, tax fraud or some yeah. Bullshit. They end up getting so, him on that, but yeah, yep. they invented that for them for them dudes. <laughs> yeah yeah so that, that's just a silly little yeah. what about is thing people always do that shit man yeah. like i know these niggas are in gangs dog why <laughs> try to defend it you know they in gangs dog yeah. you know they fucking terrorizing people do we have to defend this shit by saying what about white people yeah not like see yeah. how the voice he has has to be goofy like that, that shit yeah. pissed me off man yeah now i will say i i do feel like the the government and all these different People are using RICO laws un, unfairly because, you know, any group of people can be considered a gang. And now this now this group is actually doing crime. So I'm not defending. Mm. I'm not. I'm <laughs> I was not, about to say, No, man. I'm not defending YSL, but like I've seen cases where, you know, a group, a, a group, a neighborhood group that wasn't as bad as YSL you know, to the point where, you know, they're terrorizing the city type thing. They try to hit, you know, a group of guys with a RICO law or a RICO thing, and it didn't do anything. It's like, how do, you know, where, like, where's the crime? Like, mm-hmm. this is, this is a big group of friends that grew up together type thing. And they tried to paint them as a gang. You know who I'm surprised hasn't been hit with anything yet, at least that I've seen? Who? Sauce Walker. Mm. Yeah. Like, we all, we all know what Sauce Factory really is, right? I don't. I, I ain't saying nothing on the podcast, <laughs> but we all know, like, what Sauce Factory really is. Uh-oh. So, 
Like I'm, I'm shocked. Maybe I'm shocked because I've even seen YouTube videos about them. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, this shit's really out there in the open. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that. Um, I don't know. Maybe he got some good lawyers. I don't know. Maybe his money yeah. done cleaned up. But yeah, that that's one thing I'm shocked. Like Sauce Walker is. You know, I ain't seen him getting out for nothing. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but um. Yeah, Rico, like, that's the only, that's my only beef with the Rico Law, man. Like, me and you can have a record label with a bunch of artists, and if they feel like we doing some bad shit type of thing, they could consider, you know, the Gems of Juice podcast records as a fucking gang and try to slap a Rico Law on it, which is kind of yeah. like, damn, but... In this case, it's a lot going yeah. on. So I'm not yeah. I'm not trying to defend them at all. But this have been, you know, used unfairly. No, it <laughs> quite has a lot. Been. Targeted it towards, been. you know, more black people than, you know, uh, uh, a gang of white people from Harvard or some shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, the gang the gang laws are are at times, you know, prosecuted unfairly. For any group of people who just be, are around, like they're a gang now, like come on, man. Yeah. But yeah, like like this this one is different, dog. Like come yeah. on, man. It, but it, yeah. <laughs> but I, I still I still feel in my gut that this won't stick for Young Thug. I think he'll. I don't think he's going away for a long time. But who knows? Crazy shit has happened, so we'll see. I feel like the hip hop police is cracking down in general. We also had ASAP Rocky get arrested after he got in the airport for some shit that happened in 2015. I think it was a shooting mm. and they just arrested him and took him in. Yeah. So yeah, man, I don't, mm. hip hop police are cracking down. They said yeah. you Negroes and had your fun. Yeah. Now you, you, you flossing a little too hard in a, a recession and pandemic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's time to pay the piper. I don't yeah. know. Did you see this other theory? This was a funny theory. I, I got to bring it up, but, um, so with the YSL situation, um, they said they feel like um, Six Nine has something to do with it. Takashi Six Nine because everybody he beef with or say something about, they end up going to jail. And uh, I think he was going—I forgot who he was going—talking um, shit about. But uh, he was talking shit about uh, him and Forty Two Doug was going at it. <laughs> they end up picking Forty Two Doug ass up. <laughs> And uh, I think he still might be in jail. I mean, they, they was talking about they was looking for him for months, which is mm-hmm. nuts because it's like, dog, this dude is a fucking famous rapper, and y'all yeah, sitting there know, looking right? for they. They made it seem like it was a manhunt for him or some shit. It's like this dude is a fucking rapper, man. <laughs> like you mean to tell me you can't that you can't find him? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I forgot who else he was beefing with, but there's like, oh, since nine the, the rat. Because obviously since nine started trolling once the YSL went oh, down. Oh yeah. But um I thought that was I thought that was funny. It's crazy how this dude it's crazy how this dude still gets on people's nerves and st- he still get people to bite the hook. No, it's easy because <laughs> people just want clout regardless. Um, I mean he did call out Cardi B by name too, by being in the blood. That, and nothing happened crazy. to her. Yeah, Jim Jones. So. <laughs> yeah, Jim Jones. Dog, Jim Jones. Is there any doubt that he's an informant? They got yeah. him on the phone talking about <laughs> conspiracy it, to murder. It could like look. It could be a thing. Be, it 
it like like I said earlier, it could be a thing where they still, you know, it's a long, 10, 15, 20 yeah, year nah, investigation. <laughs> 20 year investigation on Jim Jones. Yeah, or he could, he could, <laughs> no, no, not even just on Jim Jones because this little investigation on YSL wasn't just on Young Thug. Mm-hmm. This was like everybody. And we see who all was in, uh, what, Nine Trey. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know, it, I don't, there's no way in hell Cardi B getting arrested or anything yeah, like no. that. But it's a lot of those dudes, man. And yeah. Jim Jones, he 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 not the Hollywood type person right now. I could I could still see him, you know, getting caught up in something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's been clean this whole time, man. Even though he's been in the middle of dirt frequently, so. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe they're building up a whole Dipset Bird Gang case. They they, yeah. they call themselves Harlem's Taliban. You can yeah. see the I can see the news scroll now. Yeah. They call themselves Harlem's own Taliban. Yeah. Joel Santana said that he worships Muhammad Atta for his courage. <laughs> 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 he talked nah, about he, smacking koofies off of people's heads. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, Doc, can you imagine the, the, the if they if they using rap lyrics against people, what dipset would go to jail for? Yeah, shit, ridiculous, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how how do you uh, how do you feel? You do you still have the same? I I think your take on the rap lyrics. I I can't remember your take on the rap lyrics used in court. You still kind of feel the same way. I feel like it's unfair to well. I, it's complicated man i'm not look you know how i felt about it i I wasn't a fan of it however i'm not i'm not talking about the the metal ymw melly or whatever his name is yeah that ashley rapped about the crime he did (laughs) how he cut up his best friends or whatever put them in the trunk Mm -hmm. or some shit i you know i'm not talking about that but how they use gunner you know, his lyrics and try to say, yep, see, <laughs> you know, you talk about 20,000 choppers. So, yeah, let's bring them in type thing. I I don't like that at all, man. <laughs> and and I, I think I got a little more irritated with people on the Internet talking about how, you know, oh, they so stupid for talking about this and blah, 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 blah. That's what they making their money off of. And we we quit to say how, you know, this is all entertainment. And they ain't really about that life. But they really getting locked up for shit like this, man. They really trying to come after these guys for some for some lyrics. And they might not even be true. <laughs> yeah, man. Here's the thing. Because the defenses I hear are that whenever... A, a, a rapper has a problem with these lyrics being used. They want us to see rap as entertainment. And then they use the comparison of actors in a movie. Oh, you don't think Arnold Schwarzenegger is really killing all these people, right? Here's the difference, man. When fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger go on an interview, he don't act like the Terminator. Okay? He acts like Arnold Schwarzenegger. When Gunna goes on radio, he acts like Gunna. Okay, look, people, y'all, y'all want us to think everything y'all say and do is real when you a rapper talking to street shit. And then when he comes down, you want to say it's entertainment. Just 
admit it's fucking entertainment, man. Like, be an act. Like, here's that's why it's difficult to defend, dog. Because you you, you spend your you're living this facade, and we as grown people we know it's fake. Yeah. But kids don't know it's fake, man. Kids don't know. They they think everything because that's what they prop up. That's why the crash dummies are getting some fame and rap now because they're actually doing what they're rapping about. Yeah. So it's difficult when you have people who are like gonna who don't participate in that shit, but he's rapping about it. Then you got somebody in Jacksonville that's actually rapping about it and doing it. Yeah. So where do you draw that line, man? Is it okay in one case and not in the other? Do any of these people separate themselves from their uh, rap persona? Not really. Yeah, so it's I just, tough, man. I just think I think using the rap lyrics is a way, uh, lazy way out for these detectives or whoever. Find, I mean, find the crime, man. Like, like, where's the gun? Like, I just don't like the whole he rapped about this, so that's that's evidence. I just I don't think I don't think anybody can be brought in just because of they said something on a rap lyric. But to be fair, that kind of happened with Gunna. Like. Yeah, th- yeah. But that's just, in general, it that's just used to bolster th- a case. Yeah, you see, know? see, I don't really see that. That's the thing. I don't like that unless it's like a Melly case, where it's mm-hmm. like we found these bodies in in the trunk. Here's his lyrics rapping about the crime. Here's exactly what happened on the song, and this is what we found. And I'm, you know, I'm not complaining about that part, but it seemed like. It seemed like they looking for a way. It seemed like the lyrics is the cherry on top to try to put these guys away. It is. It is. And I, I, I think it's crazy, man. I, you know, look if you, you put these guys away, man, because because at the end of the day, like a rapper, like how much how much a rapper will get respect if he sat there and you know rapped about the stuff he rap about, and they go in their interview. Yeah, that's not true. I'm not about that life for real. They got rappers got to put on the front all but day why? long. Why? Why? Why do they have to? If actors don't, because you they, won't, they, the you argument won't, they use you won't is listen, actors don't. Because somebody like you won't listen to them no more. Me? No, I'm, I'm just. I'm just saying you. No, I'm just saying in general us. If Rick like Rick, so Ross, what's what's the real issue? Because you're digging to the issue now. But why why is that true, Figgy? Because why is it people, that if somebody admits they're because, not killing people, we don't listen to them anymore? Because somebody like Rick Ross, he he pretty much got shitted on because he was a CEO. And people yep. saying, hey, you supposed to talk about, you was talking about dealing all this cocaine. You talking about all of this stuff. And you wasn't about that life. So, you know, he kind of survived it a little bit. But that was still a, a thing. When if he did come out and said, nope. I never sold. I never sold anything. I never sold to Pablo and all this other shit. How much respect? I mean, you think people are gonna be like, "Oh, okay," but the song's still good. You gonna lose a lot of yes. respect because. That's, why? That, why is that's that why, true though? But Figgy? see, that's why, why, why do we not respect somebody see, when they tell the truth? I, I don't know. That's that's the real know. issue it's, here, but man. But see, if you look at let, let's take somebody like Pusha T for example, he don't really say too much. My guess is he probably not pushing any cocaine. No. Maybe he did back in the day. I, I don't know. But the way he move around, he not moving around like he got crack in his pants now. <laughs> but he moving around like he been there, done that. Like he the, 
he was the dude at one point. Like he he kind of went through some shit. But I'm I'm sure he's a family man that's you know that stay out the way. But he still got to walk. He can't go in the interview and say, "Oh no, I'm not about that life. I don't do anything. I'm not. Oh no, I I never did that before. This is all entertainment." He can't he can't come across like that. His stock will go down. So is the issue the fact that police are using the lyrics or the fact that the public can't accept a rapper unless they talking like they really do do crimes in real life? No, I think the issue is the police using the police. They're they're using the lyrics. And in the same breath, we saying, why are they doing? I mean, why are rappers rapping about this? Just say it's entertainment. I don't know, man. Because, I think it's different from being an actor. An actor, they could just act in the movie. After the movie, they could just go home. But that's the defense Rap- that people use when they say, uh, you shouldn't believe what rappers say because we're like actors. So why not admit that? Like but I actors said, are not actors get- don't act like they're actually in the role but, when they're outside the role. But actors are not getting charged for a movie they did. You, Omar from The Wire not getting charged because of a movie role he did. Because we know it's fake. Rappers are acting like they're act- what they're doing is real. And that is the issue, man. So you should, so, so we should lock up a rapper because of a song? I, I'm not saying they should, man. I'm saying the issue is the fucking culture, dog. The yeah. culture is the issue, man. We we shouldn't have to think somebody's corny because no, I, no, they don't do crimes that. in real life. No, but we I agree. do. I I agree with and that. That's the fucking issue, man. But, but like I said, we laugh at Rick Ross for being the CEO. <laughs> we laugh that's at because, other people that's because for he snitching. Had fantasy cocaine tales, man. Yeah, it's but, not the fact that he was a CEO. It was the fact that he talked like he was Pablo Escobar. Yeah, and we, that was a fucking issue, and, man. And, and it's other rappers too. We we shit on six nine for snitching. We 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 go after all of these people for being fake thugs, saying they're not really about that life. He grew up in the two parent home. He from the suburbs. We say all of this shit about these dudes that play. Yes, and gangster. that is the issue to me. Yeah, so why that would, is the issue? So why was yeah yeah I agree with that. But if you're a rapper and you're trying to be a gangster rapper, why would you come out and say this is entertainment? That's not my life for real. What what kind because of credit? You don't want to go to jail. But what type of what type of credit you gonna have? You you probably won't have a career and probably won't be respected because we respect people that so come from that Figgy, real life. Figgy, what it sounds like is they want all the perks of being a criminal, but they don't want the consequences of it. Yeah. They want to brag about crimes they didn't do, but then when the heat comes down, they want to say, "No, you can't I, say that I said that. I, it was entertain. It wasn't real." I think if we were cool with people being whoever they are, but they just making the music, I don't think they would care. I don't think it would be a whole show type thing. I think they would just make music and keep going. But that's not the case. We don't, I hate to say it, we don't look at it like that. If somebody we came, don't. Yeah, if, if Ice-T came out and said, oh, yeah, I was never a gangster. I just did it for the music and blah, blah, blah. We both would be like, oh, man, like Ice-T was supposed to be the OG back in the day. And he wasn't doing that shit for real. It's just like, oh, come on. Like, we shouldn't be like that. 
we should be like, damn, he made some good music. But, you know, it, it might be different for me and you. But other people will be like, ah, oh, I lost respect for that dude. And that's the way it is. So if you're a rapper, why would you come out and say, hey, I'm not a gangster for real. I just make the music. Because, like I said, you don't want to go to jail, man. Like, this just I think we're talking in circles now, so we can kind of wrap it up. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. It has to. This is just how it is. My yeah. question is, why is it this way? You know, and I feel like the culture is fucked up, man. Like, let's let's just be real. Yeah. I never want to get on this like hip hop is this and that on this podcast too much because that could be all day. But the culture is fucked up, man. The yeah. fact that people have to either act like or become criminals to be accepted in rap is fucked up. No, it is. We and, and it started from way early early nineties. We glorified that. We yeah. laugh we laugh at the, you know, basketball is my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. But we glorifying NWA. <laughs> exactly. We saying we saying that's cool. And even at that point, people was trying to call out Ice Cube for, you know, not really being a gangster for real. And it's yeah, like, damn. Yeah, well, you're doing family movies now. Oh, it's like, man. Yeah, so it's so, just, it's just like, damn. So why, you know, like it don't matter for Ice Cube now because he's a rich man. Mm-hmm. But why would he, you know, say, oh yeah, and all that stuff? I ain't really go through that stuff for real. I mean, how how much is that music really gonna mean to you at that point if if he didn't really go through that? We kind of we kind of invest in the whole act and the whole character of the person. Yeah. So if if you know straight out of Compton, if that song you know, if if that song wasn't even close to being true, it's like oh man, like it don't even hit the same now. What what did we do with Dipset when they got their ass handed to him? Oh yeah, that was just rough. That, shit that was just rough. That shit don't hit the same. I, I know that's more of a, on the music level, but it's like oh man, that shit don't even hit the same now. That's that's kind of all of us. And so, you know, speaking from a rapper point of view, why would I pretty much commit, you know, uh, career suicide by saying, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not like this, so I don't go to jail, but I'm also not going to (laughs) get, I'm probably not going to get paid again or be as hot as I want to (laughs) be because people don't, people think I'm a fake phony wankster or something. (laughs) And I'm just making the songs and I don't really live by that life. So they that's why rap that's why I that's honestly why I didn't really like being a rapper. Because I go to shows, I gotta perform, I gotta have a mean mug because people gonna think I'm sweet. <laughs> um, you know, I gotta have a whole bunch of dudes around me just in case some shit pop off. And it's like, why do I wanna be in a space like that where it's a possibility I could get shot or killed or beat up or something? It's just like a bad energy, man. You can't you can't be a nerdy guy that go in the club and perform. You got to be this gangster ass dude with, you know, with some hitters around you. And I mean, that's the way it is. If you don't have that, people going to look at you corny. So, you know, if you're not really about that life, <laughs> why would you come out and say that? Otherwise, people ain't going to really respect you. I mean, well, if you're not about that life, you shouldn't be rapping about it. I, I, I think some people would argue. And I, I agree. But if, so, if me and you and ladies want to hear that, you know, the shit future talk about, <laughs> but they don't want to hear about me rapping about my regular nine to five struggling. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not, I but, probably, that's, 
I probably won't be a hot rapper. <laughs> look, look, that's look, and, and that's this. This is another whole conversation. Yeah. Like I said, we could go all day on this. But my final thoughts are, man, like I think about rap a lot, dog. I think about how there's really nothing else like it, and no other culture would I feel tolerate some of the things we say about each other and what we talk about on these records, man. Like, yeah. I do think that about that a lot. Like, look at any of the comparisons people bring up to rock and roll aren't even close. It's like your typical drill record. Like, yeah. let's be real, man. So I think the culture is kind of poisoned in a way, man. Yeah. And I feel like people need to grow up and just either accept other forms of people rapping you know, and not call him corny like Chance the Rapper. We clown Chance the Rapper, but he did make a corny album about being married and shit. But <laughs> yeah. we clown him a little bit. But th there should be a space for people to have their honest experiences and not the street fairy tales because that's yeah. what get people locked up, man. Yeah. If you if you going around acting like you a drug dealer, you can't get mad when the cops assume you a drug dealer. Okay, yeah. that come with the territory, man. So. It's just something I think about a lot. Tab brings it up to you. He said, like, look, man, it's a fucked up culture, and I would hope it changes someday. I'm not confident it will because it seems like shit's just getting worse. But, mm -hmm. I mean, that's deeper discussion, man. But that, I, I do understand what you're saying, man. It will yeah. be career suicide for somebody to come out and say yeah. they, they ain't living it's that life. Yeah, but it's that's the same, fucked up that it would even be considered that. It's the same reason why we wonder why rappers not coming out as gay. That's yeah. correct. Like, be honest with yourself. But that, you know, in this day and age, it's kind of a career suicide. Well, now it's more hit and miss. But I mean, your career could be over. So why would I? Why would I do that? I could just keep playing the role I'm playing now and and make my money. <laughs> so it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very unfortunate. But I will say, in 2022, it is a lane for you know non-street rap we we talked three hours about Kendrick Lamar yeah yeah true so, so um it is a lane for that and um you know you got the J. Coles you got the Drake's you got you know different people like that um people like Kanye who kind of paved the door open to make that cool so um it's definitely out there and I think more people are uh leaning towards that but you also got you still got the young thugs, the futures and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, that's it, not going anywhere. It, yeah, it's not street. It's not street rapper or no rapper at all. You can kind of do what you want. But yeah, man, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It is, man. It is. So we'll, we'll keep tags on, tabs on the YSL thing and what happens to young thug. Like we said, I don't think Gunna's going to face any, anything serious. It didn't seem like they had anything on him. Yeah. Young Thug, we'll see. Um, but interesting stuff going on, man. We'll keep tabs on it and keep y'all informed. Um, with that being said, man, I think it's definitely let's, time to wrap this yeah, one up now. let's get the hell out of here. This might be the longest yeah. podcast in history. Yeah, it might be. It might be. <laughs> but fuck it. Kendrick don't drop but once every five years, okay? Y'all can spend four hours of your life listening yeah. to us talk about so, it, okay? So technically, we spent three hours talking about Kendrick, pretty mm -hmm. much. Spent an hour and what twelve minutes? Yeah, talking about some other shit. Uh, and I don't want to hear y'all argue about the length. Y'all don't watch all the Marvel movies, okay? They they're three hours long. Mm -hmm. You can't hear some real folks talk about some good hip hop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> you can't spare three hours of your life that you will spend on watching goofy ass Marvel movies. You can't spend that kicking it with us. Yeah. Look, man, it was worth it. Okay. <laughs> you learned a lot. Admit it. <laughs> so thank mm-hmm. y'all for listening, man. Appreciate Tab in the comments, man. Make sure y'all see us streaming every Friday around 7, 8, 30, whenever time, whenever we feel like doing whenever it. We, feel we don't like do it, it eventually. Yeah. But make sure to kick it with us on Twitch, YouTube, all that stuff. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, I've got to cut out before I need to get us banned. So yeah, we, until we, next time, peace. <laughs>is Figgy Fig and I gotta tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years and finally I decided to get to check that with Dr. Pittman. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specialize in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, sports injuries, auto accidents and so much more. Don't walk around in pain like I was. Schedule your appointment with Dr. Pittman today. 346-774-2887 That's 346-774-2887 or you can schedule online at PCAWellness.com PCAWellness.com and tell them Ficky Fig sent you.